you know I, I couldn't do nothing and that yeah. was kind of the one thing I felt um that you know we could do and I think there's there's something like that for everybody out there who's questioning the narrative there is something that everybody can do and I think it's just a matter of take away those diamonds I don't need those rocks a second hand car and a new pair of socks I want liberty without well, well, well. Good evening, John. Good evening, Ben. How are you this fine evening? Yeah, I'm uh, as good as good can be. How are you? I'm relatively okay. I'm disappointed. Why are you disappointed, John? Because I haven't got my big camera working yet. No, oh, God, you were moaning about this now before the show started, for God's sake. Now that I've managed to get my audio working. <laughs> just about, yeah, just about. I need, I, need to, I need to have something else to moan about. Don't you fucking dare tell me there's a delay or I'll come over there. There's no country. delay tonight, John. <laughs> oh, you've got to come all the way down from the top of the country in Scotland down to the very, very bottom, bottom of the country to punch me. Oh, yeah, I'd love to see that. <laughs> I've done it before. <laughs> John, introduce the show. Okay, welcome one and all to this very special edition of Chasing Descent After Dark. After Dark. Ben, Ben, After Dark. Supposed to... Yeah, okay. And with us, we have Phil from Oracle Films. How's it going, and guys? Phil. Yeah, no, nice thanks for you. having me. Good to see you guys. This is the first time we've uh, spoken, isn't it? Uh, yeah, oh, just it, the first, the first time we've we've never spoken to each other before. Ne never, never, never spoken to each ne other before at all. <laughs> never seen them before in my life, <laughs> not once. How are you, Phil? Anyway, um, yeah, I'm not too bad, man. How, how are you guys doing? <clears throat> well, well, we're we're good, we're good. Um, all the better on a Friday night for your premium Zoom account, but. <laughs> <laughs> don't know what you're talking about no don't know what we're talking about at all we're not talking about anything just yet we will be soon but not just nothing. yet top corner top corner nothing not talking about all. anything but um nothing at all nothing at all i've got the t-shirts coming oh uh, yeah he's ordered us some, some chasing descent t-shirts we've got our branding on style and apparently he's, he's getting the jacket. jackets as well apparently we're getting jackets just straight in with the merch well it's for us it's well, not no, for this other people this is for us and I've, but, I've, you know, we're gonna have hey, press well, will, across the back. If someone wants to buy it, if someone wants to buy it, I'll take it off my back and uh, give it to them. <laughs> are you that poor now, John? I'm, I'm fucking getting there, mate. You're After the, all the kit I've promised you. So the uh, chat room so are saying get, hi. So the chat room are saying hi to Phil. Okay, the, the chat room is saying right. hi to okay. Phil. Well, hi chat so, room. So we've got Shalini says hi, uh, Vaughn says hello, Lisa says hello, Sore Arm says hello. They're all saying hello. So, uh, Sore Arm. Yeah, he's he's oh, he's he's, fr he's from Manchester, and the worst of the adverse events. One of the guys when you see some of them. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Wasn't there? Wasn't there? Was, there a, was it a twenty-year-old woman today who, had her legs amputated? Oh. Fucking hell, man. Sounds like this information. <laughs> no, no. That was shocking. Yeah, their legs misinformed away. How many times have you been accused of uh, misinformation there, Phil? Oh, I don't know. Of that, I've lost count, that's for sure. 
So let's talk Oracle films for a minute, shall we? Let's t- let's talk. It's you and Liam, isn't it? It's, it's a twosome. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. If, yeah, we've kind of not. At no point have we put ourselves at the forefront of what we've been doing because, I mean, I've been to give you a bit of a background on myself. I've been working in video professionally for about nine years or so. Uh, but probably you know, why they that, look so good. Well, I appreciate the compliment. Yeah, <laughs> but. Um, you know, but that's always been from behind the camera. You know, I'm not I'm not interested in being front facing. And um, but I spent the first half of 2020, as did Liam. And I think most of us trying to make sense of what was playing out in front of us. Yeah. You know, um, and prior to that, we'd we'd just been working in video, um, as I say, like as, as a means of our bread and butter. That's what we did. And we, we collaborated a lot. And I've known Liam quite a few years. But we're essentially just just freelancers that helped each other out now and then. But through that, we've got a certain degree of resources. You know, we've got software and we've got cameras and whatnot. And oh, I've seen some of your point... kit. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, yeah, I've been out you on the protest trails too. You know, I've I've been Did you there. Say you stood on it. I said, well, I've how have seen we not bumped into it? each other before now? I haven't. I, well, I've I've bumped into a. It was either you, you you got branded shirts on, don't you? You wear branded shirts. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I've bumped into you a few times. Uh, well, cycle, I say cycled. Gone past you on my mobility scooter with my camera up in the air and just gone, oh, it's those guys. And then anytime I see a drone up in the air, I just assume it's you. Not always us, but yeah, safe bet, I guess. <laughs> yeah, we were on, uh, where were we? There's a bunch of us actually in the, who are in the chat tonight. We're all together. Uh, it's, it's about eight months ago and we were on oxford street we just turned the, the end past center point and we were at a dead standstill and then suddenly the drone appeared up above us i all. was i was there for that and yeah that, that wasn't ours but i know what you're about to say but yeah. that wasn't ours. and everyone just turned around and waved up at the drone and i think what was your drone actually um came over our heads once when we were going down towards hyde park at the end of a march and it just comes <laughs> zipping over us and i was like it's drone. I, I don't know how you get away with it because when I tried to put my drone up in Hyde Park for one of the marches, two police officers pretty much essentially jumped on me and were like, "You put that up, we'll take it away from you." I was like, I've got a license, mate. I've got a license. You've got to be. You got to be further away from the police, surely. When I was nowhere near, and the fly point. it in. Mm. Yeah, but they would. They could see you. Yeah, that's... If they can't see you, and you fly it in. They're not going to be able to go. You put that drone away. Yeah, that's. Uh, I, I can just imagine little Phil hiding in an alley just off Oxford Street going, let's put this drone up. Let's, let's do it. <laughs> well, there's a lot of logistics with flying in central London because, you know, a lot of drones, they've got like the no-fly zones built into them now. Yes. And pretty much all of central London, for one reason or another, is a no-fly zone. So a lot of drones won't even let you take off in central London because, you know, there's the palace and there's, yeah, you know, there's there's all sorts of buildings in london they don't want you flying anywhere near for security reasons so they just won't let you because that would be if your drone was up to date and connected to the internet yeah that's true you seem to know a lot about this john (laughs) i have a drone (laughs) fair enough fair enough um and interviews you've been doing you you say you, you go behind the camera you stay behind the camera but you've certainly been putting some famous faces in front of the camera um and and some fav- some faces that 
have become famous throughout all of this as well. I mean, you you did an interview with Matt Some Letizia, did names you not? We could see. Yeah, I mean, names. I I honestly um I couldn't explain to you how what has transpired. Like I said, we we, we spent the first half of twenty twenty trying to make sense of the situation, and and by sort of the summer, we'd sort of you know you're weighing up information on both sides. You're seeing a certain portion of the narrative being suppressed mm-hmm. and you know y- you make up your views on that and and obviously the 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 larger london demonstrations started happening towards the tail end of of 2020 they did yeah so there was one i think that happened in on 29th of august um that we couldn't make it to and we you know we, liam and i were both like we really want to go there but we couldn't because we had commitments elsewhere so we're like right in the next one we're going to <laughs> and uh as so we liam and i went and that was the first protest we'd ever been to which i think is an important point to make if i can make an aggressive segue for a second of course that I, a lot of people i've met on this journey and you know on demonstrations and things they're not people who are necessarily politically active i mean some are and some people have been demonstrating and you guys <laughs> well we, we're not politically active people i mean before i did all of this i made i i was an ambassador for disneyland parish for people with disabilities that was what i what i did and i made little video crappy videos on the internet about disabled theme park access yeah yeah and uh, I, I i made i made videos about riding harleys across europe so we can certainly relate what, to what you're what, saying that's what should tell you that you're on the right side of this because nobody Nobody on that side really wants to be here. You don't really get any brownie points. You no. get vilified by the media. Yep. You know, yeah. you, you get told you're you're this, that, and the other, and um, you don't get very much out of it. And and you're not politically active anyway. Like you, I've been largely apathetic towards politics for the for large part of my life. But this yeah. is the first time where politics came knocking on my door in 2020. Yeah. And said you're not. You know, it's imposing on my life now. And you know, it's it's unfortunate that it should take that extent of intrusion to even get people active in the first place but it certainly did for a lot of people yeah and you know i throw myself in that you know i'm not somebody who was making it content or anything that was remotely controversial or anything other than a means of earning a living prior to to 2020. yeah but just you know what do you mean by controversial though because some would say and some will say that just us three sitting here having a conversation even if we were talking about our favorite fucking rubber duck just the fact that we're sitting here and having a conversation because of who we are is controversial i think statements and phrases and words have have lost all meaning over the especially over the course of the last two years um i don't think anything you've made is controversial i've i've watched your content uh your protest videos are stunning uh your dr tess laurie video is stunning and i don't think it's controversial at all it's it's the truth at the end of the day and how have we got to a point where even we're doing it we're sitting here and we're calling the truth controversial it shouldn't be yeah that to that I, I don't know i don't have an answer for that maybe but, maybe we should replace the word controversial with anti-narrative maybe yeah and and i think that's the key point that you know at some point we all became aware that there was a certain narrative that was being peddled and anybody who dared step outside of that was being mm-hmm. demonized or you know was having having their voice suppressed or whatever now yeah. coming from a media background ourselves 
like I said, I've got no interest in being a celebrity. I don't want to be front facing. And we've actually, you know, I can tell you, we, I could count on one hand the amount of interviews Liam and I have done since all of this started because right. um, I, I just don't, I don't like putting myself front face. It's not what it was about, but it was about, you know, I, I can do one thing, I think, to a reasonably high standard, and that's give somebody a, uh, a platform and shoot an interview. You know, I can light an interview and, and I can let somebody say their piece in a professional environment. And that was kind of what, what we could offer or, you know, that we did offer to people. And it could have fallen on deaf ears, you know. But, you know, like I said, partway through 2020, with everything that was transpiring in the world, it was, you know, I, I couldn't do nothing. And that yeah. was kind of the one thing I felt um, that, you know, we could do. And I think there's there's something like that for everybody out there who's questioning the narrative. There is something that everybody can do. And I think it's just a matter of um, <clears throat> just realizing that just doing it because, you know, it's very easy to think, oh, somebody else will do that. Well, I think and, just doing it is yeah. the reason we're all sitting here in these chairs tonight. Um, we, we all, yeah. we, we all, we all took a look at the situation and we said something's not right here for example with me it started with i had a i had a test center very local to me um and i i started noticing that they were giving us these figures for pillar two tests which were test centers uh tests every day and yet that place over there was always empty so what i started doing was this is how people started following me on one of my many banned social media accounts, I started simply hobbling around these things on my walking stick with a camera and going, you told us, government, that 300,000 tests were being performed in these things. Where where are they? Where are all, this, where are all the sick people? I used to scream that at fucking test centre employees all the time. But we, we went around, me and a few others went around, uh, I guess, 30 of these test centres all over the southeast. And it was the same story every single time. And we put that on film. We put it out there. People started listening. And then they said to me, you should probably, you know, stop screaming at people and start doing something. So I started doing a little talk show in my shed at the time that we called Revolution from a Shed. And then I decided, you know, I might be a disabled man, but I've got a mobility scooter. I'll get some good batteries on that and I'll start going and filming the demos as well. And then that's evolved into live streaming the demos because I thought that just this is just a personal thing. Uh, people could accuse you of selectively editing if you were simply filming and then putting out a video. So I think the place for people like us and, you know, other people like Willsey, for example, is to show off everything as it's happening live so people can't fucking say that did or didn't happen there we go there's the footage we did it live and we've all been vilified for this and i i i, I don't know i think you're right i think it's down to everybody to just don't think do because that's that's the only way we're going to move forward that's the only way we're going to get through um some of this and there are so many people so many people that question the narrative you know i'll give you another example every single time i spoke to somebody on the ground field not just in a protest i mean i'm just out in tesco's for example everybody would say to me yeah we know it's a load of shit, but we just do it anyway to get by that that was the problem as far as i'm concerned that 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 in itself was the reason we are in the mess we are in now we're about to hit the worst cost of living crisis i think we've ever seen in our lifetimes because people just went yeah we just want to get get by for a peaceful life well you're not getting a peaceful life now you're all going bankrupt you know if people had just yeah, listened yeah. 
if people had just listened and stepped up and just I think, done something. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, the same the same thing kind of happened for me as well. I, I mean, the thing that really triggered it was the fact that there weren't anybody, there was no one dying, and I knew nurses and people in the police and and people in control rooms, and they were telling me that the hospitals were empty and there weren't any calls. And and then I kind of started on Twitter more than anything, and and my mantra has always been. We would only ever get out of this through armed insurrection because once you gave them the power, they would never take it away. And and to to a degree, I'm right because I thought it might have been domestic armed insurrection, but it appears not. It appears it's a, a Russian-Ukrainian war that's causing it. So, oh, do you like the way dear. I twisted that round to fit my narrative? <laughs> and the reason we do this show is because. John actually contacted me about just over a year ago, and he was like, I want to interview you. I quite like the stuff you're doing in the test centres. And then we just didn't stop talking. So here we are. <laughs> but Yeah, um, yeah I was curious about that, like your guy's origin story. Yeah, no, so... Yeah, well, we, we, we did an interview. I did an interview with Ben, and then Ben did an interview with me. I interviewed him so back. We, we stroked each other's egos, right, as you do. And then, uh, then I suggested that we could. Uh, it's long been on my mind to have a podcast between North and South, so I suggested to Ben, "Why don't we have a podcast? You know, looking at it from both sides." Unfortunately, I was the one that was even further south at that point because I was in France. He was because uh, he, he yeah, escaped. Yeah, well, he escaped in a motorhome and and hid in France for like sixteen months. <laughs> He's only just got yeah. back into the UK. You did it right. and, and I, I'll be honest, the time in France was good especially especially when we had the five acre um property that we were house sitting for for no rent all i had to do was cut the grass it took three days to cut the grass but, but you had a sit on mower that's right? all i had to do i had two sit on mowers it's not exactly taxing work then is it just... <laughs> at one point what only one of the mowers would pick up the um would pick up the, the grass the other one just chopped it so i used to drive the big chopper motor more and sean would follow me at an angle with a smaller one picking up the grasses that threw it jesus out the christ so it was like it was, we were just copying the farmers you know how you see them with their combines and their trucks and things right right well then but yeah that, that's go. how we started Phil. french we, we french started french french grass cutting for you there other. ladies and gentlemen but yeah, that that's basically every day's a school day. Every day's a school day, isn't it? That's true. I mean, I taught John actually. France. I Fra taught France as a war though. Mm, right. France France is a continual war against both plant and animal, isn't it, Ben? Oh my god, yeah. So, uh, so, so, so Ben is still scarred by episode thirty. So in I... fact we should remake that in the style of aliens. <laughs> I escaped the country in October just past. Um and by escape the country I mean I got out by pure luck from the Eurotunnel being completely negligent. We just drove up to the Eurotunnel at six o'clock in the morning, fully expecting and ready to be turned back. We did have a plan B, not something I can talk about on air at the moment, but we did have a plan B. Um but we just rocked up to the Euro Tunnel in the car, and I'm looking up at the woman in the window because have you, you've, you, I'm just assuming you've crossed on the tunnel before. Um, yeah, yeah. There's the check-in machines where it prints your hanger. So strategically, they've turned all of those off just so that you can't just grab a hanger and go through. 
so they've got the people up in the up in the booth and i'm, I'm looking up she's looking down at me and she goes you all double jabbed and we just went yeah she went enjoy your holiday <laughs> got out the country no problems because the french border patrol didn't give two shits at all they just took our passports to the most no, miserable looking man, sore arm is raging yes yeah, he is yeah, yes he is, he is. Yes. yes he always is he always is to be fair yeah I, i'm assuming you're watching the twitch chat right now yeah <laughs> so two fucking years ago yesterday to the day the start of this general insanity and power grab by the cathedral the fuckers yeah he is very passionate he's a very passionate man uh but i me and John then went to Disneyland Paris on other people's vaccine passports. I was a forty odd woman, a forty odd year old woman named Susan. So when they scanned it, it came up as Susan, right? And he had his mate Barry's, right? So yes, I was a sixty-one year old man called Barry. He was a sixty-one year old, yeah, Barry and Susan. That's correct, Adam. So it was called like Barry, Barry and Susan's Grand Day Out or Big Adventure or something that show. Uh, and then just just to rub salt in the wound we broadcast episode 30 from the, the car park of disneyland paris and started saying how we just got in there all day with all other people's fucking vaccine passports that's amazing <laughs> but uh, it was I think the, the most pressing question is how are you guys alive well you, i'm yeah the, I know, i'm a disabled I man as well you know i should be dead considering Everyone. Everyone I know that's triple jabbed has had COVID at least once. Yeah, but I had it once in March 2020. Yeah, yeah, okay, but you don't really count. I but got a I, mild I, cough. I, 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 don't, <laughs> I don't know anyone other than you, right? Don't talk to Susan who like isn't, that. Who isn't jabbed that has had COVID. Yeah. The yeah. whole thing's crazy. And I, and I still don't know anyone that's died from it. I know people that have committed suicide from it i.e. from the whole disproportionate response. But um, I don't know anyone that's died from COVID. The fact that there are still people that fight tooth and nail to defend this narrative now, it's like, yeah. you know, I can understand it. I could understand it. I don't necessarily agree, but I can understand it 12 months ago or two years ago. Yeah. Now it's like, you know, you know, I'm just saying, guys, if I was vaccinated against measles three times and I got measles... You'd be I have a couple questions, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> did, just, yeah, a, just, a, just, a, just a few, I would say. <laughs> just, just, just maybe a couple of questions. Um, are these, are these just, are they normal measles or are they super measles? Or, or, or... Well, I've had rubella twice, but, but I, I believe you can get German measles more than once, and I've never been vaccinated for it. So yeah, but, but, but that's that's irrelevant. Yeah, but. Yeah, but... That's irrelevant yeah, because if you had been vaccinated three times, three some people now four times against it, well, and then you like, got it. It's like yellow fever, right? I've been vaccinated for yellow fever, and I'd have been really pissed off if I'd caught yellow fever and died from it yeah, after yeah. I'd been vaccinated. Yeah, I, th I, I think I would. Yeah. Well, I, well, you wouldn't be pissed off, John, because you'd be dead. But yeah, yeah okay, but you know, I'd, I'd still be you. pissed off. I, yeah. I think what I'd do is yeah. I would selectively and and. <laughs> <laughs> the ones that get me though are the people that post, you know, such and such caught COVID. He was triple vaccinated and died. 
but it would have been much worse if he hadn't been vaccinated. How much worse can you get quicker. than dead? Yeah. <laughs> and you said he would have died screaming in agony, but apart from that, how can it be any worse? Let me just say this for the record. <laughs> this episode's definitely fucking getting deleted from YouTube tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. No, no, it's no problem. We let people say what they want, and uh, if it's if it's not YouTube friendly, we just pull it down at the end. Pull it. I appreciate that. And for the record, we've been through five YouTube accounts since uh, this kicked off. So you get you get three strikes on each, and we we try to be tactful, but you know some have come down without any warning at all. But <coughs> yeah. we're on. Uh, we we should start numbering them. Well, I so I, I had one. Oracle Five is our current YouTube channel. Well, I, I had one, and right now we we've just restarted. John owns this one, and I report for him because I actually fucking got into it with Team YouTube. Uh, a woman named Emma, and um, wait, you got through to a human being? Oh yeah, I oh, I, yeah. Had, I had a oh, proper yeah. fucking yeah, argument then, with this bitch. Then, <laughs> and, then she took offence, she and we did. think we think she got his Twitter. We, we, we think she might have been partially involved in my, my nearly 15,000 follower Twitter account being pulled as well because it happened uh, a, a conveniently similar time to when I offended dear Emma, put it that way. Um, but Yeah, she kept she kept stressing that it would not benefit your, your case for you to turn up at YouTube. Yeah, please don't <laughs> turn up at YouTube, she kept saying. Please don't. Please don't turn up. It's not going to help you. And, and so what we were actually what i was actually banned for was hate speech phil right hate speech was what finally got me for an interview with a hotelier about his life uh, that was available on many other platforms and involves no hate speech and so i just uh, uh, are you sure you spelled hotel right and you didn't put hotel <laughs> <laughs> but but we kept asking yeah. her repeatedly emma could you please tell us who said this hate speech, what this hate speech was, where was it in the video, and uh, um, could you tell us these things? N no, just trust us, bro, you did it. Just just trust us, bro, you definitely did Okay, what did we do? You just did it. When did we do it? No, bro, no, 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 you just did it. That is the answer we repeatedly got from YouTube. And then they finally okay. said, we will answer your questions only if they are uh, directed to us by a solicitor. See, I, I love doing that though. As I, I love putting these companies in that position where they're like, you know, we're, we're not, we're not um, you know, we're not biased towards a particular narrative. We just, we just want the right information going out. But when you put them in that position where they're like, you know what you did, I'm like, no, I don't. Tell me what I did. Like, no, yeah. you know what you did. You know what you did. And uh, we've been in that situation a lot where they can't define it and they no. don't want to explicitly say it. But we know what we did. So boys. let me guess, all four of your previous accounts, and I'm just I'm just gonna I'm just spitballing here. I think you're gonna say it was the same as my first two strikes, which was medical misinformation. Yeah, which is defined as anything that contradicts the World Health Organization's yeah. view of events on COVID. Yeah. Yeah, and which did... has been shown to be false demonstrably yes. several times. Oh yes, yeah. well they changed it every week at the early doors. They changed every week. I mean, remember they actually had the playbook up there that said, under no circumstances during the pandemic should you close borders and restrict travel. Yeah, that was in the that was in the pandemic. Yeah. the pandemic. Yeah, any country's pre-pandemic response yeah. prior to twenty twenty was you know lockdowns were never recommended no no 
And the, the other thing you must never do during a pandemic is vaccinate people. No. <laughs> because that's the that's the thing that encourages mutation and breakouts. Well, it's, it's this is definitely getting pulled now. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, don't we worry. Just pointed out all the reasons why the WHO is wrong. John, you you better you better be on this. You better pull this immediately <laughs> at the end of the show. Yeah. yeah but I will do. But you, but he's not wrong though, is he? Like he's he's not wrong at all. These these are basic these are basic things that we all know to be true because we can read. And these are these are like the old pandemic preparedness plans. They just took them, burned them, and threw them out of the window. And um, Adam says it's okay. Mm-hmm. Russell Brand is talking about it now, so we might be okay. That's that's true. That's kind of the barometer, isn't it, as to whether or not you're all right Depends. on YouTube? If Russell Brand's talking about it, you're probably all right. Yeah, but <laughs> well, he's actually getting I've... like he's getting a fair amount of promotion. I mean, I don't know if it's yeah. I, I am subscribed to him. I don't mind saying, but you know, I get his videos pushed to me a lot and i yeah you know no i do and on rumble he he he, no yeah as you said as you said ben brand does tend to phrase everything as a question he does what we just did was definitely not a question no 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 he he is an expert fence sitter already positions himself as and there is you know there's a lot to be said for that i think well it's it's a way it's it's self-preservation isn't it at the end of the day it's to keep because remember this is also the man that at the beginning of each one of his videos likes to point out how many people are subscribed to him. He's like, "Hello, you five million wonders, you. How you doing? It's yeah. me, Russell Brand." <laughs> but um, I I think he that's what so he do, wants do, to preserve. So our, so our masks. Do, do you think Brand is a containment strategy? <laughs> In what sense? No, I don't know. And so um, what's that? You mean like is he controlled opposition? <laughs> yeah, well, I think that's probably that probably is what he means. Um, yeah. Um, to what end? I, to what end? Because people throw that term around. Excuse me. Yeah, they use it. Oh, they throw I, that term around a lot. I think we've all probably been called that as well. I mean, we definitely have. Willsy has. Um, other other independent streamers we know have. I'm sure we you have. probably have. Yeah. 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 Uh, Anna has. <laughs> Well, Anna, 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 Anna. She yeah. who must not be named. Why? Why can't we name her? Well, well, because just she, she. I, I'm going there. I'm fucking going there. That woman don't care. She's not on anybody's side. She's not on the side. Of, she's on the side of what can make she's Anna on money. Her side. Yeah. Yeah, she's, she's on. She's on Anna's she's side. She's a bit like Juju. Oh. She's like Juju. Oh, we do she's love just her. Just for herself. I, I, have, I you, can... have you come across? Well, I, I'll rephrase that. Have Have you seen any of Juju's posts, Doctor Julia Grace Patterson? Uh, I don't think I have actually. So she's, she's the, the ex NHS doctor that sells masks. She runs a, a, right. a, a company called. And Every she's always doctor. in a mask. Yeah, and she she's tinted her eyes blue, which I'm actually blue. No, and she she uses contacts. We now know. We know why. We know why she wears a mask. Yeah, we've seen her without yeah. one. She she definitely looks yeah. better with one. So she she, I mean, she looks good in a mask. Well, <laughs> wasn't there that, that study where they said like 
women find men more attractive in masks anyway. Oh, what, no, was, no. Yeah, that, no. that was in Wales, <laughs> wasn't it? So. <laughs> the less of I your face I so. see, the more attractive you become. <laughs> I don't think so. so That's arm. not the feeling I'm picking up. <laughs> sore arm, sore arm. She, a well, she has she has a massive monkey jaw. <laughs> I, I, my 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 nickname for the woman is Dunstan. Do you remember the film Dunstan Checks In? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> my nickname for the woman is Dunstan. <laughs> um, I just call her monkey jaw <laughs> so so if you ask me if you hear me on the show going what's dunstan up to today you know who i'm talking about but <laughs> but yeah, but it's not well i mean we mustn't mock people too well yeah we must though but that's, that's but but i i get i get why people right i get why people say that about some people right i get why people say that about russell brand for example because ultimately it does look a bit weird that he's talking about shit that got us banned and yet he's fine you know yeah. it it does it 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 screams favoritism and you have to wonder is that simply because of who he is because of the star power he commands or is it is it the fact that that he has been to an extent permitted to speak uh, about these so-called narratives at this time you have to wonder I, I did see it. I did see an article from the Independent like last week where they really went after him. Yeah, but it's the first time I've seen the, the sort of mainstream sort of start to converge on him. They call him the UK's Joe Rogan. I don't know if you saw. I know. It. Yeah, we got offended yes. by that because that's, that's quite, what people call that's us. Quite, that's quite nasty because they've been calling us that, and then they went and dumped Brand in that category. Mm. I mean, he doesn't do these long form conversations like we do. Jesus Christ! I mean, he he just hello you five point four million wonders you. <laughs> Oh look! Oh look! Hunter Biden's laptop. We can talk about that now, can we? Can we talk about that now? Yeah, look, it's real. Hunter Biden's laptop. It, that was Hunter Biden getting his dick sucked by. A t uh, no, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going. You there. need to make better use of these impressions, man. <laughs> Why? <laughs> they need their own show. I, I, I am an equal opportunity uh, accent and impression destroyer. I'm, I'm bad at them. I know I'm bad at them. And uh, that's the best part of it. <laughs> yeah, the worst crime would be not going all in. <laughs> What's he doing there? He's I was just early. doing a brief piece of advertisement, John. All oh, right, I thought you were going to. I thought you were going to go for a wig. Do you want me to go for a for wig? What? No, no. I'm just. Uh, I'm just saying. I just thought you might have gone for a wig, but that's fine. That's fine. Um. There's um We're going for a wig now. Oh well wig, that's what he said. Yeah, going for a wig. Oh there's... god, there's Juju. There's JJ with her blue contacts in and her um her mask on. Okay. And she takes these she types like of she cares about my health. She takes these types of pictures She's... all the time, you know, these seductive eyes. Yeah. Look at my eyes, look into the eyes. Yeah, and he'll Here's, here's Juju in her natural form. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit of a disappointment, isn't it? You know, if you pulled that, if you pulled that, but after look at the brown pints, eyes. Look at like... look at the brown eyes. Yeah, look at the brown eyes. I mean, my big, eyes, my big, eyes, the, sh the stunning, face. shimmering blue in my eyes. You can barely see it on the camera, but that's real. That's all me, baby. I mean, Willsy, uh, Resistance... Your eyes aren't fake news. Well, no, Resistance GB Willsy calls me as Aryan. He said if we end up going to uh, if we end up going to Ukraine and we end up being sort of 
taken taken in by the Azov. He'll just put me up front and say, he's my Aryan. He can vouch for me. He's pure. Yeah. And <laughs> this is all real. This is all. Sora, and then Sora. they'll go, he's got a bit of ginger, I know, but you sure he's pure? <laughs> Coming from a Scotsman. Come on, man. You're going to throw him under the bus like that? Yeah, I just. <laughs> I throw him under the bus all the time. He, he does. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why I put up with it. I, I, I don't. I don't know why I put up with it. Because you love it. You love it. I, I do. I do. I... Yes, yeah, so I'm saying she looks fucking nuts. Yes. <laughs> she has a bit. She had a, she had a run-in with um, NHS. What was it? NHS NH... 1000? Uh, 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 NHS 100K or NH... no, NHS million. Oh, she she no. had a run-in with them. No, NHS million. Not the ones that were on the side of not getting the NHS jabbed. The actual campaign group for the NHS, NHS Million, right? She yeah. started taking responsibility for their campaigns, and they they just fucking denounced her straight up on Twitter. She was like, they were just like, we are not associated with Dr. Julia Grace Patterson anyway, and what she's done in taking or a, every doctor or every doctor, <laughs> no, and what they've done in taking you know taking credit for our campaigns is just heinous, essentially. And yet she still goes on. Sign our letter, sign our petition, support the NHS. Yeah, she no. don't even fucking work for the NHS, Juju. She doesn't. She she was the doctor that right at the beginning of all of this famously said, I quit. I can't work for the NHS under these conditions. They're not giving us enough PPE. And then so she quit and went and started her own mask company. Oh. <laughs> That's because they couldn't afford to give her like three masks to every one they were giving everyone else. So are we? Are we still a massive monkey jaw? Are we still supporting the NHS? Is that still the mantra we're being told to do? I have no never, idea. Never clapped. I have never clapped. And Again, you know, because I no. saw it as a pile of shite. But, I mean, I was getting told from people that worked in the NHS that, in fact, I actually knew a nurse that put in a transfer request out of the COVID ward because she was so fucking bored. They had nothing to do. They were bringing in board games and playing games all night because there was nobody in it. And this is in the biggest hospital in Scotland. Well, I can tell you, I, I uh, because of what I was doing before I did any of this, uh, I did something right at the beginning. Uh, uh, and I found myself within Eastbourne District General Hospital five nights a week during the March and April supposed peak. And I'll tell you what I found, because there was a nice heat wave going on at that time. I found the majority of the staff hiding in the back car park by the psychiatric ward, standing around having chats with nothing to do. That's what I found. Waiting all of for the your time. pizzas. Yes. Yes. Waiting for me what to deliver the them things. What about the guy today that went into the hospital with a mashed finger? Did you see Did that? Did you one? see that, Phil? What today? In Warwickshire. Yeah. Guy goes in. Nah. Guy goes in with his finger and his finger looked like a bit of mince, basically. I mean it wasn't it wasn't pretty. It was a, a pretty drastic nail removal job and that he'd taken most of his fingertip with him. So it was it was a job requiring the hospital. Oh yeah. The, yeah. It needed, I, it, it I needed immediate attention. You're going to lose a part of your finger if you don't fix this right now. It was similar to mine because I, I, I was, I was doing some cabling for the gym down in Greenock when we opened that one, and I, I slipped and put a knife straight through my finger, <laughs> and when I say straight through it, like in one end and out the other, and uh, I took the knife out and wrapped it up, and I said, "I'm gonna, we're gonna have to go to the hospital." And my wife, the ever caring and, and considerate woman that she is, and that I love dearly. 
um, said, could you finish what you're doing first before we go? And uh, as the fucking blood was running down my arm, I said, no, I don't think I'm going to be able to. (laughs) (laughs) So that's the same set. That's the type of injury this guy had, right? It was actually filmed last night, but it's been spreading like wildfire uh, today on, on Twitter. And he goes in, and they they basically said, "Well, get the fuck out of our hospital. You're not wearing a mask. We're not going to treat you." Yeah, today, and, and yeah. it was like the it was like wow. what was the the kind of reception woman, you know, just the just the the, the Rottweiler they put on reception desks. She's going, "You're not wearing a mask. You're not getting treated." And then the security guard came, who looked like like he was dressing after Zelensky. He was all in kind of green, you know, dark green khaki. <laughs> so he's impersonating a, not a police officer, but a soldier. Yep. Yep. Oh. I mean, if that doesn't ring alarm bells. I, it's only the National yeah. Health Service refusing to treat people. Yeah, and I thought that yeah, was well, I mean, that, not legal uh, she for should one. Get fired. She should, she be, should fired. get fired for that. I mean, I mean, our our good friend Adam, who runs the press account, retweeted it. Said, "Let's make her famous," and I thought, "Yeah, let's let's yeah. do that. Let's make her yeah, famous." Let's do that. But the thing is, she can't be that famous because, unfortunately, she was hiding her identity behind a mask. But um, <laughs> I mean, that's been. Yeah. I, Joe, there's one thing that I. I I could never get my head around, and that's how places like supermarkets and banks managed to keep their fucking insurance. When they said, "Let's everybody in hiding their identity. Let's everybody come in hiding your identity." <laughs> I, I used to have to fight to put petrol in my motorbike without taking my fucking helmet off, which was an open-faced helmet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's it's well documented, isn't it? But. People, yeah. When you when people's faces are concealed, they are statistically more likely to commit a crime. Yeah. There's a degree of anonymity that comes along with it that encourages them to act in a way yeah. they wouldn't normally. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No. 2020, that was out the window, along with a lot of other things. Yeah, but then the, then the police started taking that to heart as well, didn't they? They started uh, putting on their masks and then just indiscriminately fucking beating people. I mean, taking their, putting their masks on and taking their insignia off. Yes. Yeah. I mean. Um, we're in Hyde Park. I've been in Hyde Park a few times when that I've I've captured that on film. I don't know if you have, Phil, but I've captured enough on film with the police just just breaking the law, really, uh, and and yeah. assaulting people. Uh, that that surely we've probably between us a bunch of us got enough to fucking bring some kind of case against these people. Yeah. Criminal, I would say, criminal, not not a not a civil suit, but. I think that that sort of anonymity afforded from the masks and the fact that a lot of them were removing their numbers, they were removing their lapels, I think that that emboldened them to act like that. I don't know if you think the same, but I th- I think it... I completely agree. Definitely a degree of it. Um, yeah, it's definitely an order. It, and it's certainly against, it's against your conduct regulations. Yeah, I mean, let's talk about... Uh, what you've seen on on london protests for a minute phil because you, you've obviously done a lot of filming on them so have i yeah but... yeah i mean it's we're probably going to find out that we've been in the same place many times oh we definitely have actually, i mean uh... one of you was there 
Uh, but there was only like a few hundred people there. Surely you oh, must no, have walked into yeah, yeah, I mean, there was only, I, I tell you what, during during that July one, there was only about 20 people there. Surely, uh, you know, we should have been, yeah, we should have been pretty right, much right. shoulder to yeah. shoulder. There was only about 20 people there. Uh, if you if you believe the BBC, of course. But were you there well, we for the... believe the BBC. Were you there for the static one in Trafalgar Square last year? The one that I think harmed the movement more than it helped. Yeah, you know what? I've actually, um, well, I may have a confession to make, but I was the guy filming for the screen. Standing right next to me. <laughs> what? <laughs> so I was, in, I was in the press area. Yes, you were standing the, um, right next to me. So yeah, so Fiona Hine was the organiser. Yes. That, and and she, she asked me ahead of time if I could go and shoot for the screen. Yep. And um, yeah, that's what I was doing. So you had you, a multiple. You you, I was sat next. I was stood next to you. You had a multiple camera rig. You uh, yeah. Uh, was it was it on an arm? Uh, no, it's just, just no. two tripods next to yours. Yes, yours was two tripods. Uh, and then we had the guy with the arm as well was near us. Oh no, I, yeah, you're thinking of Rad, but Rad was there. He had like a little crane. Thing yeah, he was. On. He was right near us. Yeah. I, I was, I was, um, I, I, we had moved my mobility scooter up to the press area so I could use it as a seat, and uh, <laughs> yeah, I was right next to you. We were, I was in that press area that, that that whole time. I need to go through back through that footage, and that's gonna break my heart. Now. You'll, you'll find me hobbling on my stick more than likely. Just, just, <laughs> I, I think I did end up setting up a tripod as well. But the live streaming, the 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 bandwidth there was fucking awful uh, that that day. Yeah. So I ended did up you, just. You get a, that a lot. Well, it depends I think, I where think you are. Because exact, exactly the same thing happened in France. I went to a few protests in France, and every time I live streamed from a protest in France, it was appalling. Yeah, and I mean, yet, yet you were, you were, you were looking at four or five bars, you know, because you were in cities, and and I think they turned it down. Yeah, I mean it's. It's an easy sell, I suppose, because there's a lot of people in one place, so they're all pulling yeah. from the same resource. Yeah, yeah. Potentially. But the, but the thing know, is, I was... It, but... Well, well. the thing is, uh, 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 every protest that I go to, I'm on the 5G network, right? And I know not many people are still. Not many people are on it still, because not many people have a 5G-capable phone. So you should think that I should not run into those problems. But I do. And I get throttled left, right, and centre. And... I, I can't I can't reconcile that with oh yeah I'm in the middle of a crowd because I know ninety to ninety five percent of these people are on four G they're not on the five G so it shouldn't be happening. Um, Shalini says yep lost track the amount of time spent streams have been throttled and it is it, it's it's it it never so it never happens an hour before the march starts so an hour before the march starts if i stream and there's still the same amount of people all gathered hundreds of thousands of people on hyde park fine not one single bit of issue the second those marches start moving it goes yeah yeah but you know you know what as well so they changed the um the police and emergency services radio network is now run through the mobile phone network right okay so they get they get priority over civilian traffic. So all they've got to say is, we need priority. So they get a certain amount of bandwidth allocated to them. And if they say it's not enough, they'll allocate more bandwidth to them to the point that it, it just becomes exclusively emergency traffic that's going over the mobile phone network. But but once again, how does that relate? I know this. 
I know this. Sorry. I was going to say, how does that relate to myself being on the five G network, though? When I imagine the police well, are the still police, on the four G network, the police will network. take every. They'll, it doesn't matter. They'll just tell them. To, they tell them they need the bandwidth, and they'll allocate it all. But I do. I and do. Maybe you should this. take it up with your I, your network that you you know you're I, being guaranteed this much bandwidth yeah, at a given time. I know this because I was working for the police while they were doing this. We've got an insider uh, as, an IT, <laughs> as an as an IT contractor. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's he's an ex firearms officer. He's an ex firearms officer yeah, over there. But yeah, um, that was a while ago. But yeah, no, I do find so at that protest, I end up giving up trying to stream it, and I just sort of put the camera up on a tripod and set it up to film. And then I ended up going, yeah, I'm probably not going to put some of these speeches out because they're they're probably going to get me bad. <laughs> and I, and I, I was it was it, is it Mark Steele who speaks against five G? Is it, is he's it... yeah, he's the main sort of five G guy, much still. So so he's doing arms So so he's doing his do he's doing his five G thing, and I'm sitting there going, I don't want to tell him I'm on five G right now. Just don't want to tell him. <laughs> just just don't want to this say place. anything. <laughs> this, this, I actually find five G very convenient. Where this show is going out on it right now to eight fucking platforms. I I find classic controlled op. Yeah, well, you know, I, 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 this was? this phone here, <laughs> this phone here is a better modem than my home broadband. It's as simple as that. So everything goes through my phone and out. So it's all connected here and out through the five G. It's just convenient. So that, you're hotspotting that at the moment. Are you? Yeah, yeah. The whole show goes out yeah. through just hotspotting off my phone. Uh, I tried the cabled internet, and it just we we've got yeah. ask ask uh, ask Chrissy about five G. How she feels? Is it? Oh no, it's not Chrissy. It's Annabelle. Yes, Ask An her how she feels about five G. Annabelle, who we've had on the show before, does not like five G at all. She doesn't. Well, it's worse than that. So she thought they were fixing the potholes in the road, and then discovered they've put a oh, yeah? foot five G tower outside, outside their, their house. house. Yeah, no, I <laughs> and, did see and that. And they had the audacity. They had the audacity to say, "We've never put one as close to a house as this before." <laughs> Jeez. I mean, the timing, you know, <laughs> even if you're not going to say anything, the timing is pretty coincidental, isn't it? Yeah, As yeah. We're, we're going to lock down the world. At the same time, we're just going to continue on this rollout, this 5G rollout. Well, and, you say uh, continue, I would yeah. say accelerate. And they it's, accelerate it's essential work. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, so he gets, a, he gets a free pass. So I'll tell you this. One of, one, of my, hmm. one, of my, um, one of my sources and now friends throughout all of this uh, who came to me near the beginning because she thought there was something completely not right as well. I was an executive in an NHS trust, and um, she 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 came to me and she started feeding me real world data from inside hospitals, and I was I was putting them out. And she said to me, "Do you want to do you want to make sure that you can go about your business uh, and not get not get stopped at all by the police?" And I went, "Well, yeah." She went, "Hold on." And she went into her office and got me an I'm an NHS key worker window sticker for my car. And she said, put this in your car and they will never stop you. And you know what? She wasn't wrong. Uh, I, 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 During lockdown one, the harshest of the lockdowns, I got in my car and I drove from Eastbourne to London to buy a coffee table. I use the M25. I, I use it all. And I was just going, ah, driving along. But, but remember... <clears throat> Remember during tier four? Yes. Uh, when I when I when I travelled across England. Yes. 
I stayed in a tier four area overnight with my friend. You did? And then carried on to Dover and got the ferry across. And all I got from Border Force was, have a lovely trip. <laughs> As I, I then entered lockdown France and travelled a further 1,500 kilometres. Do you know, I was I was not, in France. I've never been... I've never been stopped by the police. That's that's twenty over twenty thousand kilometers I've done, and eight countries. And the police have never stopped us, apart from entering Denmark and Sweden, when we were asked to show our passports, our regular passports. That was all. They weren't yeah. interested in any COVID or anything. Like that. No, that's good. That's good. I was actually in France. Uh, the as Emmanuel Macron locked it down, I was there, um, and I was I was sitting in a hotel. And I had to fucking watch this speech, and we were sitting there, we were trying to translate it ourselves as we went, and um, and he did, he, he locked it down. But the thing is, his his package of support was over the top. It was it was huge. But I remember that night. So he said that the, the lockdown would commence on the Monday. So I was doing ambassadorial stuff at Disney, and Disney said, "Okay, right, so we're going to close, close of business." uh on the sunday 5 p.m on sunday and that's it so tell tell the guests in your resorts that's that's the crack fine so we went into the parks the next day uh, which was the friday it was the thursday night emmanuel macron lockdown france so we went in the park on the friday and we thought something's not right here because they put every fucking character and their mother out and i've never seen them do that before they're cheap bastards disneyland paris and they just don't do that and they are everywhere and i'm going something's not right here something's not right here and it gets to five to midnight that same night so we've been told in an official press release close the business sunday five to midnight we get a message through on our apps tell people not to come back tomorrow we're closed now and they left it on us to tell people in the hotels, ah, sorry. And I was out the front of my hotel having a cigarette. And a woman turned up from England with her two daughters in princess dresses. These oh, two little just, kids, right? They've been traveling. Just arrived. They've been traveling all day. And I had to break the news to them. I said, I'm yeah. really sorry. You, you can't go in the parks. And she started effing and blinding and saying, well, both Disney and Eurostar had told her to travel. They told her that morning to travel. And so she brought yeah, her kids all the way across to France for that one, you know, for that one last little trip mm -hmm. to, to Disneyland. Two little girls must have been six, seven years old wearing their fucking dresses. I, yeah. I, ended, I ended up in tears. <laughs> I ended up in tears because it yeah. was left to me to break that news, you know, and break these little kids' fucking so, hearts. So when he did that lockdown, right, you were, you were allowed to go to the shops for, for essentials, okay? Which which we did almost every day, yeah, <laughs> just because yeah. we just because we could. But you you were allowed to go to the shops, but you weren't allowed to travel more than ten kilometers. Our nearest supermarket was sixteen kilometers away, and in fact, on one day on a holiday when we ran out of wine, we had to do a hundred and twenty hundred and twenty kilometer round trip to Poitiers to pick up some wine from the their version of well. If we had uh, a certain ethnic corner store, they have Algerian corner stores. <laughs> but yeah, so it was a joke and never stopped the police. Never. Well, the thing is, I, I was never stopped by the police, but I did see people getting stopped by the police. I'm pretty sure it was my window sticker that, that, that my friend gave me that, 
But but when you're when you're sitting there and and one of your major sources when you when you're doing it is an executive who walked me into her office in the hospital, by the way. So I I I went into her office. She walked me into the storage room where the lateral flow tests were were kept. And, oh oh, <laughs> and gave me. And this was before oh, they. Oh, oh, before, now. This, is, this is a family-friendly show. That's how it starts. Before they were available to the public, I had a full box of lateral flow tests that I would. She she walked me in there, handed me a full box of them. There was about never used thirty them tests. You, you only used. I used them for you Red Bull and, and Coca Cola and and Cherry Coke and <laughs> yeah. Diet Coke and and the thing is she knew that's exactly what I was going to do with them as well. I, I had told her, and she was like, "Yeah, yeah fucking do it." She gave me she, she a reach around. <laughs> is it? Oh, it's five minutes before the watershed, Shalini. Five minutes, okay. And still, there's oh. there's there's no watershed on this channel. Jesus Christ! Have you not learned? There's no watershed in our shows. No, no, there is not. <laughs> there is not. So what what's was... happened? What's happened with Ukraine? It's gone all quiet. What's going on there? I haven't seen much news from Ukraine today at all. No, no, no. Normally that's our bread and butter. Normally it's our staple. What's going on with COVID? I haven't heard much there. I, I, I think we're about no, to hear uh, more no. about that again. What he was rolled out today to say that cases were going up, and yet deaths aren't. Deaths aren't have you seen that the uh, the Welsh the Welsh government have extended the Coronavirus Act by six months I, arbitrarily? Yeah, I did see that. <clears throat> yeah. Did you also did you also see that? I posted that thing today about what's in the Coronavirus Act. No, do tell us. So the Coronavirus Act confirms an indemnity on everyone working for, or anyone working for the NHS or on NHS-related business. So that's very vague. Any, um, well, mm. no. NHS-related business. Yeah, yeah, NHS-related business. Um, hold on, where are we? Give me a second and I'll get the correct wording. He'll, he'll, uh, yes, sir, we, do, we do like the correct wording here, John. Uh, because I, I pulled it off the um, I was I was brush I should do I was browsing the coronavirus act. <laughs> yeah, good bit of nighttime reading. <laughs> uh, right, so the act includes powers to provide indemnity coverage for clinical negligence of healthcare workers and others carrying out NHS activities. Indemnity so of clinical negligence. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Two yeah. years worth of that's indemnity for clinical negligence. Yeah. Uh, now, from I what never I... realised that was in there. And I thought, I mean, I'm looking at it thinking, wow, that means, well, why would they even need insurance anymore? Well, they wouldn't. But the, exactly. there, were, there was also other things in the Coronavirus Act, such as the ability to detain you against your will, treat you against oh, your yeah, will, but that, that's, tear down but that's your fucking 84. house. That was in yeah, there. That's all that. No, all that stuff's in the nineteen eighty four act, right? Right. So that, that was, that's that's just that's all copied from the nineteen eighty four act. So that doesn't really count. But that indemnity from you know for clinical process, that's fucking out of order. That means they can basically kill you. So basically, Harold Shipman like, would have had a field day. Is what, like, you're, what you're telling me? Well, 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 look at Matt. Yeah. Look at Matt and his obsession with ordering how much from France. How much of that stuff did he order? Well. But, you know, about 10 years worth or something, and it's all gone. I think it was two years worth. 
well, yeah. Okay, it was a two-year supply that disappeared in eight or nine months, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, and been overused. And I mean, this this drug, uh, midazolam. I'll, I'll say it. Midazolam is is primarily used. Uh, I, I I have seizures, and it's primarily used for people who have seizures to try and calm the seizure, right? And it was being misused. It was being fucking misused by people who were nearing or on people who who were nearing end of life and uh, i don't know if you've ever heard phil of the liverpool care pathway it's something yeah, yeah. i think that it was yeah. just the reinstatement of the liverpool care pathway that's what i think it was um they'll I, I never don't think admit the liverpool it care pathway has actually i don't think it's actually been taken away I think no it was rebranded just but yeah. yeah exactly i don't I, think they they just don't talk about it as such anymore. no i mean how else do you explain a two-year supply yeah yeah, he's not just exactly. a, a supply to a private GP or something, but like to the National Health Service. Yeah, being yeah. used in that space of time. Yeah, I mean these Where are questions. They, they, these are... by the word euthanasia. Well, well, yeah, that 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 is, and and but believe me when I say I'm a very strong believer in in optional euthanasia as someone who is deteriorating every year myself. O optional. Yeah, I optional. I, I, I want to be at your request. Yes. Yes. I want to be the ultimate arbiter yeah. of when I go, quite frankly. And if it gets yeah. to a point where I can't look after myself anymore, I don't really want to be here. I don't. I. I that's just the way that I look at Sorry, life. I'm not. I'm not crying. I just had an itchy eyelid. But, <laughs> but like you say, these things have to be optional. You know, you can't just euthanize people against their will. And I'm. I'm worried that that is what was happening. We, like I say, they'll never admit well, it. We'll never be able to confirm it. But well, I mean, across the board, you're you know you're campaigning, aren't you, for for freedom of choice? Like, yeah. You know, if you want to choose, yeah. That to, I, I think you know that. Should I mean, apply, someone said to me to once. To personal choice. Someone said yeah, to me well, once when I was when I was campaigning again. Uh, you know, when I was really really campaigning uh, for freedom. Um, Somebody said to me, "What? what the, does that mean? The freedom to die?" And I, yes, that means the freedom to die. Yeah, that means the freedom to make a choice that could end up in death. Right? That's 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 life, yeah. isn't it? That's freedom. And the the chat room bring up a good point, Rami. Uh, blanket DNRs, yeah. especially on people with mental health issues, or autism. Yes, there would have been one, been one on me one on you or and my one son. On your son. It yeah. would have been one of my son. Yeah, he's he's eight years old. He's he's autistic. Yeah, I'm autistic. There would have been there would have been a DNR on us, and it's just it's yeah. it's unforgivable. Totally it's unforgivable. Um, the last the last two years in general were unforgivable. And thank God for the people that did, as Phil said earlier, do something. So mm -hmm. that that did step up because. When you've got someone, and I've said this a hundred times on the show before, but I will never forget, there was a Monday protest, Phil, outside Downing Street, and an elderly gentleman on a walking stick walked up to me, gave me the biggest hug ever, and said, and I was live streaming this at the time as well, and he said, thank you so much for everything you do. If it wasn't for your videos, I would have killed myself. And when somebody says that to you, you know you're doing the right thing. You know you're doing the right thing. And... yeah. I can't imagine how many th the emails of thanks and messages of thanks you guys get for what you do, because what you do. Well, I had I had a similar thing in Hyde Park at the at the end of I think one of the marches in in June, I don't know last last summer at some point, 
just had you know i was talking to somebody and had a tap on the shoulder and same sort of thing it was a woman from cornwall that had been basically completely on her own yeah you know saw what was happening but didn't have anybody around her throughout all of this and just it's just you know thank you you're you know what you guys have put out has got me through and yeah. how do you even respond to that i'm not i'm not prepared to reply to that but, you just you, know, uh, you just you just thank them that's all you can do yeah. really um well it's it just goes beyond words, doesn't but it? But I it's... can tell you now that not one single person that has ever attacked any of us has ever had anyone say that to them. Never. I'm I'm sorry, but but they haven't. These these people are are angry. They're bitter. A lot of them that will that lash out against us, that pile onto us, know they've been lied to. They know it. They just they they can't accept it. Well, it's like, it's like that, that, that councillor that tweeted today, a council, some town councillor tweeted today that she'd been assaulted um, mm. and she'd been spat on or something and her mask ripped off or, or something like that. Um, this and, is Jussie Smollett police... 2.0 incoming here. Uh, well, it could be, but but she tweeted that and then she said um, the police hadn't been anywhere near her since she's been assaulted because she's, she'd, she'd phoned them. And I said, well, this is what happens when when you have two years of government disproportionate response, uh, a daily propaganda campaign, you know, and, and everything driven by the, the media. And dare I say it, uh, were you perhaps complicit in this with uh, local council's overzealous approach to the COVID regulations? Mm. Well, so I, tell you, I, tell, I tell you who was fucking complicit in everything and who is now trying to, uh, trying to get on the side of ev uh, uh, the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. Devi Schrider. I think we all know that oh, name. She's, um, she's she tweeted back. this morning. My wife showed me this tweet this morning. She started tweeting about how oh, bad the cost, uh, how bad the cost of living is going to be on the poor and things like that. She fucking did it. She's responsible. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I replied to her today. <laughs> like how the projection? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the projection of these people. And the thing is, yeah. they still have the audacity and the gall to attack us. Who, who, I mean, business and finance is my wheelhouse. It's what I know. It's what I'm qualified in. And I said right at the beginning, this is going to cause the biggest economic recession we have ever seen in our lifetimes. I was called a crazy conspiracy theorist. I, I kept trying to, to explain to people that an economy is not money. People think economy, they think money. No, it's not. I'll give you a quick example. How do you think the beer gets out of the pump? Where do you think it starts? It starts in the field with the barley. And then that transportation and that processing plant and that packaging and that bottling and that transportation moving on. And when you shut down the pub, all of that knock-on effects get shut down as well. You're not just shutting down the pub. That's not what an economy is. An economy is all of the cogs in the machine that keep each other greased up and going. And... and I kept trying to explain this to people and, oh, you're crazy. Shut up. I'm going, for fuck's sake. They're going to fucking, yeah. they're going to impoverish all of us. I'm going, and yeah. I, I'm right. I'm right. Yeah, yeah. you're completely she, right. She, she did. What she said was the cost of living crisis is a huge public health issue in <laughs> now. If people can't heat their homes, afford rent payments, and feed their families, how can they live? Healthy and happy life. There were people sounding the alarm on that in April 2020. Yeah, yeah I know. Hello. And, I, I kept and, saying. And I, uh, may I, may I state my reply? And I Go replied to her. I said, "And how do you think it happened? 
Yeah. You weren't complicit at all in brainwashing the great Udwash to give them their to give up their rights and freedoms while thanking the government for taking them. You really aren't a very smart fool, are you? Well, the the thing is, I also yeah. I also tried to argue the point that wealth is health because there was that argument right at the beginning that they all kept saying, "Oh, we've got to choose health over wealth." This is what they all kept saying, and I kept saying, "Well, wealth is health," no. because yeah, well, how they're, the fuck? They're confusing. They're thinking wealth is just money. It's not. No, wealth is a state of being. Because how? But how the fuck are we supposed to fund a healthcare system if nobody's paying into the system? How the fuck? Yeah, but you don't. You don't need money to be wealthy. You can be wealthy without money, as such. Yeah, one doesn't define the other, but the two are contingent on. You know, yeah. you kind of need a little bit of both. Well, you do. On. Yeah, yeah. You do because believe me, when I was sleeping under Eastbourne Pier, I wasn't healthy. I, I, I you know, I, I, when, when, when I was when, you need, well, you need, some, some sort of stability to be able to access healthcare, and. Also, how are you meant to fund? I, I, I know I just said it, but how are you meant to fund a healthcare system if there is no money going in and loads of money coming out? And they're going, oh, you just print more money. You just print more money was the answer I kept going. I said, do you understand what quantitative easing is? Because if you print more money, the... more money doesn't go into Nation. our economy. It just devalues the rest of it. <laughs> Yeah, oh, that's, 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 that's been going on since 2008 and, yeah. and before then. And anybody that was paying attention then realized that yeah. that problem wasn't fixed. No, you know, yeah. we've just made not, it worse. Well, the financial system is a disaster. It's yeah. a complete and utter disaster. It's just, it's just. I'm surprised it hasn't fallen over before now. Well, I think it, maybe it just needed a crisis, John. It's on life yeah, support. Yeah, it, I right I, well, I, I, I seem to. I, I, we, we spoke about this. I think last night actually, and uh, a war seems to come along at the at the convenient time whenever we need a financial yeah, it reset. It just, it just conveniently we get some kind of crisis or war, uh, and and then uh, then economies are reset off the back of them. It all just seems very, very convenient to me. But then, what do I know? I can, I can just read, um, <laughs> and and this is the other thing. Well, well, hold on a minute. I have to ask you: Are you um are you an expert on geopolitical politics and war, John? <laughs> I don't know what a woman is. All right, I don't know what a woman is. <laughs> we had this last night as Phil. Last night, Phil, we had a rant about this as well. How you have to be an expert to have an opinion on anything these days. But when it comes to yeah. sort of business, financials, economics, I am an expert, and. I I I I was sounding this alarm right from the off, and I had people who had no idea what financials or economics are calling me a conspiracy theorist, and I was tearing my goddamn hair out because I could see the writing on the wall for our economy. I could see the writing on the wall for the for the for the poorest in our society from all of this, yep. and nobody wanted to listen. And yep. we we and are, so wanted to know. I filled oh, up my car today, right? I filled up my car today. Um, well, I didn't fill it to full because I simply can't afford to. Um, but but despite Rishi's 5p saving at the pump, I paid £1.69 for a fucking litre today. <laughs> Which has gone up. It's gone up. These bastards are just, gone gone. It's not just profiteering. Hey, it's going to go past £2. You know it. Yeah, oh, of course it is. Mental. Of course it is. And then you've got Rishi who who borrowed a car from a Sainsbury's employee last night yeah. to take a picture of him standing with yeah. a petrol pump in it. Uh, 
they've got no idea what it's going to do to all of us. I mean, I, 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 I can't, I can't I'm, stand that guy. I oh, did you see of... him getting caught out though? Did you see him getting caught out on Sky? Who, Rishi? Oh, yeah, it's, it's beautiful. It was beautiful. Uh, what? Caught out. He get, he, they asked him a question, right? So his wife, his wife is um, heavily invested in this Indian company that supplies services to Russia. Services. And um, yeah, and and he, he he, she asked them. In fact, we could play the video because it's short, couldn't we? You could play the video for us, John, if you'd like, and you can just see. You could just see. You could you could just see this, Phil. You could see the kind of pish that we put out and yes. how low quality it is compared to yours. Yeah, yeah. This is this is why I this is why I, I am grateful that that you well, will you, be. You producing. guys are showing me up on the research side today. I've not I've not known anything. Well, well, <laughs> we just sort of ramble, to be honest. And and like we told you before, this isn't an interview. It, it, we talk about you and we talk about the things that you do, but we, we want to hear your opinions more than anything. We want to hear what you really think. And you don't get that by just scrooge two question, scrooge two question. We just like to have a chat and uh, and speak to yeah, the honest person. Yeah, we well, having a good time. Yeah. yeah. You, have well, you got it? Have you got it ready, John? Are you there? I I am just a about i'm just about to find the window with uh what is it right dun, dun, dun. keep talking oh for fuck's sake the window gone do you believe the window me gone? i pay him absolutely nothing and for that look yeah. what i get oh, look shit. just just look what i get you I, pay peanuts well i couldn't you pay i couldn't pay him a penny i don't have a fucking pot to piss in oh it's, it's, it's already there <laughs> Well, so let me there. ask you this, Ben. Like yep. with, with your, you know, like you said, you define expertise, you know, financials, your, your forte. Yep. How do you not look at events of the last two years and see some sort of controlled demolition? Because everything we know some sort. from a healthcare standpoint, we've already established was thrown out, but economically nothing has made sense well the thing is right so so i i like i say i sounded this alarm right at the very beginning i i i when when i was on my disney twitter account i started saying to these people do not do what they say or else you are gonna lose everything right they ostracized me from the community and disney fucking sacked us from the ambassador program without even telling us just for doing this um don't care not not bit of if that if that's how they think about freedom then fuck them quite frankly uh but 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 it was obvious to anybody because if they're supposed to have professional economists advising the government they they could have seen what i saw they could have seen what what even a layman saw you know if you if you trash and decimate the economy like this it is the poorest that suffer and what i was watching what i've been watching for the last two years is the biggest transfer of wealth in human history and it did not go down it went up it went to the corporations it went to the richest yeah they, of course it does. they took yeah. from the middle class yeah. pr predominantly the middle classes that were, were rich enough I say, I say rich enough stable enough to sort of maybe own me. their own small business and uh they they took, took everything they took everything from them and they transferred it to companies like amazon that's, that's all that happened here yeah. i mean amazon was allowed to operate in full uh and and right are you right. ready yeah we put a lot of effort into this. Let's, let's queue up this VT. Let's do it. Oh, dear. It's been reported 
that, that you've got family links to, to Russia, that your wife apparently has a stake in the Indian IT consultancy firm Infosys. Um, they operate in Moscow. They have an office there. They have a delivery office there. They've got a connection to the Alpha Bank in Moscow. Are, are you giving advice to others that you're, you're not following in your own home? That's not as a, I, I'm an elected politician and I'm here to talk to you about what I'm responsible for. Uh, my wife is not. She is not, but but equally, if you, if you you know, as as a country, we are asking taxpayers to fund the UK's support for Ukraine. We are asking people in the UK to give their homes up to Ukrainian refugees. Where it, whereas it appears your family potentially could be benefiting from Putin's regime. No, I, I really I don't think that's the case. And as I said, uh, the the operations of all companies are up to them. Uh, we've, we've put in place significant sanctions and all the companies that we are responsible for are following those, as they rightly should, sending a very strong message uh, to Putin's aggression. Do you know if Infosys is? <laughs> I, I, have, I have absolutely no idea because I have, I have nothing no to do with that company. Uh, um, well, you know what, Rashid? You really shouldn't have anything to do with any fucking companies because you're supposed to be the <laughs> chancellor of the exchequer. You're an elected official. Why? Why are you allowed to be um, on the? Anyway, it goes on. Yeah, <laughs> and I have a dig up. But yeah, yeah, that is what yeah. we're dealing with as a chancellor <laughs> right it's now. It's glorious being these people in these rare because it's very rare these days. They're caught off guard on live TV like that. Because yeah, he was so... completely. It came from nowhere, didn't it? Yeah. It came from left field. And it speaks volumes. And you know what? I think that's also why people like us, Phil, will never get these interviews with these people because we'll have them off guard like that. And they know it. We all will. Yeah. yeah. Because the one thing I've been saying about the, the, jour the journalists, the briefings, everything for the last two years is you're asking completely irrelevant questions that have obviously been pre-screened by the fucking government, right? Um, oh, they have. Uh, over the last two years, have you been able to, or have you attempted to get close to a politician, get an interview with a politician? Have you been able to? No. Have you attempted to? We, um, we've even had, we've even had journalists duck out. Yeah, we of, have of, of arranged interviews. We have, yeah. And I'm yeah, not there, there's no way it would happen because they don't they don't answer questions other than um, you know, in those Downing Street press conferences for which you need to be a, a member of a, a registered yes a, a registered a, a registered no, private a, a company recognized, <laughs> a registered and recognized private company yes because people don't know uh, and I, I i will i will continue to say this i'll scream this from the rooftops the uk press card is not a government issued document it is a document issued by a private company it is a private document and therefore if somebody wants to make their own it should be just as recognized i agree yeah yeah uh shalini said she didn't watch any of your videos today john why not shalini that's very disappointing i know that's that's, that's that's almost like a stab isn't it just that's like cold man stabbing you straight in the front <laughs> It's not even in the bank. <laughs> I appreciate the honesty. Yeah, I, I, I need to get a vest. Well, I, I will tell you this, Phil. Shalini in the chat here has, and a lot of these people in the chat here, by the way, 
have come to pretty much every single show I have done since before we were doing Chasing Descent as well. In fact, Cellini is one of the pe- original people who convinced me that I needed to be doing this instead of just going out to the uh, going out to the test centers. And this small audience that you are seeing in the chat now are so fiercely loyal. I don't understand it. I don't understand it at all, but yeah. I must have broadcast. Free yeah, they're fiercely, they're fiercely loyal up to a point. Well, then they say they Bastards don't. Will still not give us money. Yeah, that's that. Well, some of them, some some of them have, some of them have, John. But this, this certainly, what we're doing is certainly not a living. What, what about what you're doing? Is it a living? Is it your bread and butter? Or are you having to take other other jobs? Wait, sorry, were you talking to John or me? I was talking to you, Phil. Oh, sorry. Um, what is, is Pay what attention now. Pay attention, Phil. I saw you drifting off there. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> oh, I wonder what's for supper. <laughs> no, <laughs> a little I, bit I of cheese and toast. on the corner of my screen. All oh, right. Apologies. Apologies. <laughs> um, no, so basically, we're still, like I said, prior to 2020, we're doing video production work yeah that's still funding what we're doing now yeah so pretty much everything that we've done has been self-funded through that you know we, we had the cameras and stuff that we own yeah um the editing stuff is you know we have that but for the most part it's been entirely voluntary but the occasional job like we've done a couple of shoots for the guys at the high wire where they've they've paid us like a commercial rate to go and shoot something yeah but mm-hmm. again we're completely ideologically aligned with them which is you know works for us Pretty much yeah. everything's been been voluntary. Well, the thing is, is that Del Bigtree, the high wire yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. So, cool. so any yeah, any cool. fun any funding that we have we have we have had through uh, Chasing Descent or Descent Media has been literally off the back of donations from our audience. We have no sponsorships. We have no any anything like that. And and you know, some people have been very generous um, in, in giving us donations. And when I've, yeah. for example, when I go out and shoot a day in London, it costs me about £150, all told, to do that day. Um, and and quite, quite for the most part, I, if I ask for support, they support and they chuck us the money to help us towards doing it. So... Um, but there's no profit to be made here. There's there's no there's no uh, there's no living to be made in in what we do, or at least there isn't yet. Um, but it's pe- a grift. Oh yeah, oh, we we get called grifters all the time. I mean, we make twenty seven pound a month on Patreon, Phil. Uh, but but it's Bastard. a grift. I know, right? Right. We we we've, we've done over a hundred episodes of Chasing Descent, Chasing Descent After Dark, and we we make twenty seven pound a month. It's a grift. It's a grift. Remember that. I mean. <laughs> Yeah, it might be that we yeah. just think we're doing the right thing for the right reasons. Did anybody think maybe that's the case here? Well, it's not even just the financials, is it? It's you know the attacks on your reputation, yeah. everything else that comes with going against the official narrative on something. Yeah. Why, you know, it's what would be your motive for doing that? Well, this is this is the thing the 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 utter destruction of of reputation of let's take right said Fred for example, right? Let's let's. Oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> I'm gonna follow with him. Yeah, <laughs> even though he's a patriot. <laughs> but I had uh, a fresh T-shirt on yesterday as well. <laughs> are are, are, are you done? Are you done having a tantrum now, John? 
yeah. Okay. Is that just going to stay there now <laughs> for a while? That, but uh, <laughs> but let's 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 take right Ted Fred for example, right? Everybody knew who they were. Everybody knows who they were. They are. Um, sure, they're not quote they weren't really quote unquote famous anymore, but you would know who they are. Um, and and they really stepped into the light. Um, they really stepped out against the narrative, and for that they have just been utterly destroyed in the press over the last two years they have been torn down i mean even even when um when rich was in hospital and they 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 basically mocked him for being unjabbed with covid um and and they they also made up that he was, you know, really, really ill with COVID. And really, he just had a fall and ended up in hospital. And he, he actually said, his quote was, I just got a little bit of COVID and I was, you know, I need a little bit of oxygen. And then you see all these these uh, these headlines, anti-vaxxer Richard Fairbrass in, in COVID hell. It's like, no, no, no. This is why nobody in this sort of protest movement like we can't even afford to die anymore. <laughs> no, you know. can't. You can't. Well, no, we can't because it will be used completely against us. Uh, yeah, you're just going to give <laughs> give them ammunition. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so basically, the the people that are pro-vax are sitting there thinking these bastards are deliberately not dying on bus. They're, they're just not <laughs> <Yeah>. dying. <laughs> Selfish. Uh, it's just so Selfish. Bastard. You selfish pricks! You are not dying. I, I, I just—they're not I, even getting ill. They're not. I take five hundred. These people are angry. Well, I take five hundred and ninety-two prescribed pills a month just to keep myself going, right? And uh, yeah, I'm—I think I'm entitled to not get any more ill. So if you think I'm selfish for not getting any more ill, then fuck it. Colour me selfish. That's what I am. I'll wear it. I'll own it. Right? I, I, I get colds and shit all of the time, and I always have done. Could one of those colds have been initiated by SARS-CoV-2 over this past winter? Maybe. Probably. I'll never know, though, because I didn't shove the old swab up my nose. To, to find out, because a cold well, is a cold see, is a cold. See, I had to. I had to get swabbed. You did. Remember, when I came back to the UK. So you I did. came back to the UK before they dropped the requirement for testing for, for non-vaccinated people. But then, to, how much and, faith do you have in the efficacy of the test? What's well, it well, telling you? First of all, first of all, this was... <laughs> We're post-watershed now, right? On the Tuesday, I woke up with a tickly throat and a bit of a runny nose. He did. Okay. You're lucky to on be the alive. Wednesday, on the Wednesday, I was underneath the van changing the starter. He was. And got worse. And then on the Thursday, when, when the van was running again, I had to go and get tested to come back on the ferry that Friday. And um, so I went in to get tested. He was ill as I, fuck, by the way. I, I I mean I I did I did a show and I wasn't I wasn't in good nick. My nose was continually streaming, and uh, I had a cough, and I went in to get tested. And she tested she tested me, and she told me there and then. You know, I came back fifteen minutes later, and she goes, "No, it's fine, negative." <laughs> so I turns up at the ferry terminal like we are mega cold going, and nobody bats an eyelid. Nobody bats an eyelid. You had so many symptoms. I know, no, but I didn't have it. <laughs> but, 
I love it. Like you're ill, but you're not. <laughs> I don't. Just the the thing is, if I'd been if I'd been vaccinated, pardon me, if I'd been vaccinated and tested positive, I could still come home. Yeah, well, you could have come home if you you tested positive and not been vaccinated because you're a citizen. So you no, could you could yeah, you no, could have apparently not. Well, yeah, yeah, I could have pushed it. I probably would have. Yeah, I, I was pissed off at this point because it already cost me like seven hundred euros at that point. Oh yeah, it was it was an expensive trip. Repairs. So he broke yeah, down, Phil. Phil John broke down on the ferry. The, the, this is a five and a oh, half. Oh no, I broke down well boat. before that. Yeah, but but, but we're, broke, we're skipping to down, the end. I broke down in the arse end of France somewhere, and I, which luckily had a garage. And the guy <laughs> came down and checked it out, and he goes, "Yeah, it's the starter." And and I said, "Well, could you could you change it?" And he's going, "No, we can't work on that, and we we, we don't have anything to tow it because it's five and a half ton." So I goes, I I took the starter out, took it up to the garage, and goes, "Could you order me one of these?" And they went, "Yeah, okay." 400 euros and i'm i'm online looking at fucking starters in the uk and they're like 100 quid yeah and i'm like fucking french bastards yeah so anyway i got my starter put it in everything was going fine went up you got to the pool got, the, got to the ferry it was the day of the storm yeah the big storm right? so the girl comes up we're, we're first in the queue the girl comes up with a thing and she goes we're going to put you on the eurostar because the ferries are all off and i goes great Click <laughs> the fucking thing wouldn't start again. So you had to get a tow. Fuck you. I had to get a tow. I guess worse out the port, and then fucking three French mechanics look at it and go, "No, nah, I can't find anything wrong with it. Um, it's probably <laughs> your starter." And I'm like, "For fuck's sake, I just replaced the starter." And then they start phoning the other garage saying the starter's not working. And I'm going, "They're fucking arguing about a brand new starter that was working fine." Just have a look at the fucking van and the like, no. We'll look at it on Monday. <laughs> on Monday. And I'm like, fuck off. So basically the guy goes, We'll tow it out on the road and you can stay there till Monday. And I goes, No, just tow it for me to start it. So I got it going with a tow, drove to the ferry terminal, got on the never fucking turned it off, got on the ferry. Then he turned it off. Knew that it wouldn't start when I turned it off. Couldn't get back off the ferry in Britain. Apparently, they don't have any towing facilities in Dover anymore, right? So they couldn't tow me off the ferry. This, was, this was midnight, by the ben way, Phil. to arrange, yeah. That's midnight by this point. So I had to get Ben to arrange to get a, 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 a local tow company to come down and tow it off. But while Ben was doing that, I was fucking travelling back to France <laughs> and then back to the UK on the ferry. He crossed the channel three times. Three times. P&O did take Bastard. pity on you and, and put you in a nice lounge, yeah. though, didn't they? Yeah, they did. But Karma's they're not known a bitch, for doing that it? these days. Well, they're not. Yeah, the, Karma's the... a bitch now. Yeah, Karma's. <laughs> be... They they could they wouldn't even right. Phil P&O would not even hand no one working there would hand him a phone so he could call a tow company. Yeah, they wouldn't because he had a French he had a French phone that wasn't working on on the British network, but the internet was. So next thing I start getting WhatsApp messages going, "Get me a tour company, get me a tour truck," and I'm just going, <laughs> and "I want to go then the to guy bed." Up at four o'clock in the four, four o'clock in the morning, in the morning. right? Tows me off and got the van started, and I just fucking thought, "Fuck it," I drove up the road. He did. He drove all and, the way to Scotland Scottish, without turning it off my, from Dover. Yeah, my. My Scottish mechanic fucking looked at it 
and five minutes later it was fixed. Five minutes. Just saying. The earth, the earth connection on the starter had worked loose, so obviously I hadn't fucking talked it down enough. Which, given the fact that I was ill while doing it and working in a car park and not a I mechanic I'd quite well to get the thing going in the fu- well yeah I'd do- I thought I'd done quite well to get the thing going in the first place yeah, yeah and, and three French mechanics had looked at it and not find the fucking problem how come how come the Scottish guy finds it in two minutes they'd have found it on Monday it? John sorry they'd have found it on Monday yeah well they <laughs> might have but I'd have still been in fucking France wouldn't I and then had to go for another test so there's a question Phil has Oracle Films taken you abroad during any of this? Yeah. So yeah. where where well, have well, you pretty been? Pretty early on. Pretty early on. So we did the um, Trafalgar Square. The first thing we ever did was 19th of September. We rocked up to London with me, Liam, and one other camera guy that we worked with and covered the Trafalgar protest. Yes. And the one the week after, because there was like a few like really close together. Then. Mm-hmm. So it's 29th of August that we weren't at. It was the 19th of September, which we were and 26th the following week mm-hmm. and the 26th was where dr heiko Scherning, the german doctor got arrested in high yes. park <clears throat> in speaker's corner yes and just literally off the back of what we put out from those two protests we got an invite it's just again i don't know how it happened but they liked the the quality of the stuff that we put out and we got an invite to the World Doctors Alliance were doing a press conference in Germany right. with Heiko Schoening in Berlin. So by we did the first thing in September, October, we got the invite to Berlin to go and shoot this press conference. And then it was just sort of off to the races. So in 2020, we did, we were in, take a bit of pride in that, in that lockdown. I think we went to five countries in the first lockdown. Fantastic. I can say that, right? Yeah, of course you can. Yeah, of course you can. Of course you can. <laughs> I mean, I, I traveled abroad. Well, well, d- during August, in August 2020, I, I, on 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 not my dime, I won't say who did pay for it. It was a large multinational corporation that I have nothing to do with anymore. But um, on their dime, I flew to France, right, for their reopening, and uh, I I got I rocked up to the airport, and they were like, "You got a mask?" I was like, "No, no, no, I don't." Got on a plane mask free just said i'm ex- exempt i did wear a lanyard um just to be polite um and i managed to travel all through france completely mask free on the tgvs and everything uh i managed to spend five days in france completely mask free indoors outdoors everywhere here there everywhere um and i managed to come back and i documented this entire thing I was like, look, I'm doing this maskery. I'm doing that maskery. I'm not in the UK. I've left the UK. And then when I got back, they were like, you need to fill out a passenger locator form. I was like, oh, look, there's e-gates over there. Passport. And off I went. Um, because once you, once you got to the e-gates, you, they, can't, they can't ask for a passenger locator, can they? They got wise to that and started switching the fucking things off. But... Um, <laughs> <laughs> but but that was that was pretty good. And then that same October, I drove I drove out of the country, and uh, I was I I I I just said to my friends who I was with, I said, if they ask us, we're in the car. If they ask us where we've been, because at that point it was amber list uh, France was, and we were driving back from France to cross back on the tunnel. And I said, if they just ask us, just just say we were in Germany on your passenger locator, because that's green. Just say we were in Germany and we drove all the way through. And you won't get in any trouble. And they pussied out completely. You were like, no, let's be honest. And got themselves a nice 10 days isolation. And I just didn't feel one out. 
And when I got when I got to the when I got back to the Euro Tunnel, nobody asked. So we just drove on through. I, I think yeah. the Euro Tunnel has been the best I mean, mode, I, I, of, I, mode of transport for the last two I, years. Actually, they don't care. I went to I went to France in July. Well, sorry, I went to um to the Netherlands in July 2020. Yeah, when we were locked down, and we spent two weeks going through the Netherlands, Belgium, France, uh, and back up yeah and and we were eating and drinking and maskless everywhere and um, we stayed in hotels yeah um, we were sitting out in the street drinking the only thing we couldn't do in france was sit inside a restaurant but we could sit outside and it was the middle of summer so it was lovely yeah so yeah we uh, we, we did that and nobody nobody batted an eyelid until we got to we come off the ferry at hull um goes up to the 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 guy you know and he's going have you got your passenger locator form? And I goes, no, I says, I, I said, I looked at it. I said, but it looked like I've got 48 hours to do it once I get home. And he said, no, no, you had to do it 48 hours before you traveled. And I goes, oh, well, I'm really sorry. I haven't done it. And and he looks at his mate and goes, wah, wah, wah. And, and there's a huge, you know what the ferry holds like? There's a very huge queue of cars behind us. And he's going, will you do it going up the road? And I'm going, yeah, yeah, of course I will. <laughs> yep. Sure. Just, just, yeah. yeah. I think he's still waiting on it. <laughs> but that's three times I've three times I've traveled abroad, and all three times I, I never even looked at a passenger locator form, let alone filled one out, and just managed to rock back each time without it. Well, it doesn't oh, matter. Nice, nice can I say? Go on, go jump. Yeah. Can I say I did a passenger locator for him coming back from France? What, this last time? Yeah, I had to. Because they got all antsy about it, didn't they? Did they? So I did the... Uh, well, no, they didn't get antsy about it. I'd done the passenger locator for him. But, but you I live was in supposed a van. to leave the country with... I was, no, but I was supposed to leave the country within 24 hours of arriving. Landside transit, baby. But the van had broken down, so I couldn't comply with my... I couldn't comply. Nah, well, and nobody's bothered their arse. Although technically speaking, you did leave the country because you went to Scotland. Yeah, I know, but that doesn't really that no, that doesn't count. It, it was you had to leave. You had to leave the UK. Unfortunately, I will just interject right now. Uh, the broadcast has not worked at all for brand YouTube tonight. So, uh, what we will do for that is we will download this episode tomorrow, and I'll put it and up as a separate up. video. So um, that that's that's what we'll do there. I, I can only apologise to you, Phil, and uh, it's just not working. So uh, no. there's nothing much I cool, can man. do. I'm, uh, yeah, fair play. So we're going out to seven seven platforms. Seven platforms. I think people are watching on Instagram right now. I'm not going to name them because John hates it when I start naming all the platforms. I've already on. fucked your YouTube account, haven't I? Uh, there's I... two people on two people on Instagram. Oh, there's two people watching on Instagram. Usually, uh, usually the biggest yep. conglomeration is on brand YouTube, but it's just not working. But we'll get a lot of hits uh, on this tomorrow when we go up as a separate video. There's two people on YouTube. So, uh, well, it doesn't really matter how many are watching because this is this is permanent. This is forever. So, and um, mm -hmm. people people can get. This is why we're doing what we're doing is people can get an idea of you who you are outside of you know Ooh, i'm phil and i make videos and we just we talk about and we riff and we have a conversation and i think this way is better i know i've already said that but yeah, I, like I, I said I, i'd never do this <laughs> no. yeah I'm, you know so i appreciate the opportunity i appreciate you guys having me on but you can 
So you can see why they think we're the UK version of Joe Rogan because of our style. Can you? Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't really think there is the a banter. style. We just sort of <laughs> take the piss out of each other. And, yeah, and but we... that's our style. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> true indeed. But We do gel. We gel quite well. Considering we've only met in the flesh what, once. 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 So... Although although we did have one hell of a day. We did have one hell of a day. A defining moment. Well, I took him I I, I because I because I'm a fucking cripple, uh, I get to skip the queues at Disney. Which means <clears throat> he got to ride yeah, every ride in both theme parks, some of them multiple times in just one day. So you wouldn't be able to do that with without without me being a cripple. Yeah. Yeah, that uh, was um it was it was it was a day it was a day and then and then we went to planet hollywood for dinner where we we did not get asked for a vaccine passport yeah <laughs> no we didn't and the That's idea it, right? right so the idea of social distancing um is is that you are uh, you you sit you sit apart right so in planet hollywood that night I think it must have been. I, I think they must have thought social distancing meant you could literally snog the person on the next table next to you by just doing. You literally, I I could literally have gone like that and stolen the guy next to me's chips. The, the tables were packed it in so packed tight. Uh, no word to lie, the woman next to like, his shoulder was there. It was like Valentine's. Is there Day. even a plastic screen nope. separating you? Nope. No, no, nothing, nothing. No, see, so I think what Planet Hollywood had done is gone. We have lost a lot of money over <laughs> over the closure mm -hmm. of Disney, and uh, we are going <laughs> to put fifty percent more tables into the restaurant to try and get more people through it. And suspiciously fast is how we describe how our food came. Suspiciously fast, our food came before the oh, drinks. It, it came before the drinks. <laughs> Um, it 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 was it was yeah. some service mm, too far. Yeah, suspicious. It was suspicious. Um, but, suspicious. It was suspicious. But, Would you like me? Would you like me to play the start, the intro of Barry and Susan's Big Day Out? Of course. Oh dear. Right. It, it, oh dear. It's, it's not long. It's worth. It's worth listening to. Though. Have you Hasn't queued it up? Already? Need you ask. All right. Up. Oh, I no. have queued it up already. Oh, for fuck's sake. Here we go. Are you ready? Uh, no. <laughs> Fucking hell. What was that? Let's look at the alien. What the fuck? What's that? It's a freaking beast. What was that, John? This is France, mate. <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck was that? Get to the fuck, you bastard. Where is it? Kill it. You need a bigger light. <laughs> People were beating their horns. People were beating their horns. Yeah. People were beating their horns because of the sound. That, that was an experience. Yeah, that was a... So we were sitting at the dinette 
and this thing dropped from the skylight and it landed on the table and it scuttled round the edge of the table and underneath it like within seconds when it landed it wasn't like an insect where it would just go it was like boom it landed with weight didn't it oh it thud it was a thud and i had cans on i had cans on head headphones big big ones and i heard it you know like you've got on and i heard this fucking thing thud I, I, I tell you what, I've never moved so fast in my fucking life. Ben, I, I really ben haven't. Was standing, he was standing on the dinette. <laughs> Going, kill it! Kill it! <laughs> it was funny. But I was if, just going to go and grab... Um, can I go and grab a top-up on my drink? Yes. What do you mean, like can you? What do you mean, can you? <laughs> I, I, I yeah, don't... Of course you can. Of course you can. Of course you go. Off you go, sir. Yeah, uh, you've got permission. Thanks, guys. I should have put my hand up. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. You go. You go. Hurry back. Yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, should you find any value in the value that we give you, then please feel free to come and support us at patreon.com forward slash chasing descent. Yes. There are multiple levels, so there's no barrier to entry. As little as one pound a week secures your position. One pound a month. And an egg. Oh, sorry, one pound a month and an extra bonus show. Yes. For those that do go in at the top level, the dissenter extraordinaire, extraordinaire. then you get extra perks at a di- and in addition to the, the show, you get the opportunity to enter all our competitions. And if you are and if you are extraordinaire for six months, you'll get a t shirt. And win fantastic prizes. Yeah, they are fantastic prizes. So remember, tell, tell them about remember, the current prize on offer. Remember, the current prize is a seat in the van while we go on our road trip, and the opportunity for you to buy us dinner. Yeah, you you buy so us dinner. You must you must have taken out your subscription by the first of April to qualify for this one. Yes, and then we'll announce the winner. On the Wednesday show, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, right now, I can I can honestly say it's going to be Big Papa Klaus. I, I, I well, unless <laughs> unless something strange happens, I'm just centering myself. Well, I tell you what, it'd be easier to move the camera, wouldn't it? Rather than me. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Is that is that yeah. centered? Yeah. That's yes, you. Good. Yeah. You're good. Okay. You're good. Yeah. Don't worry. Good. You, you look okay. good. There you go. There How you was go. That? Quick professional. So, so one one more time. That is patreon.com forward slash chasing descent. And I know a couple of you already are patrons. And honestly, thank you so much for those that we do appreciate it. But it's not just we appreciate the patronage, right? Uh, because we know people, especially now, can't afford mm-hmm. to do things like this. We know that, right? And the fact that a couple of you, any of you, even giving us a pound a month. Uh, shows it tells us that 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 you believe in what we do and 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 the I know you believe in what we do or else you wouldn't keep fucking coming back and some of you have been coming to every single show pretty much every day for over a year so uh, yeah I that it boggles my mind but I'm glad you do I'm glad you do come back I mean it's criminal that this audience isn't bigger but it's uh, at, at the end of the day like I say, thank you all that do come back every day again and again and again because it just keeps us going. It just keeps us going. So 
there is that i saw that one man reports our good friend caesar is on youtube so hello there caesar i can i saw your little oh. message in the chat um Howdy, caesar. Uh, so uh uh we we hold, hold on hold on i felt like i had to do that Wait, what, what, what was that what I was just, what i thought i saw something no you did nothing no, you're not. Uh, there's there's rules, and uh, the first rule look, of that is look, you don't talk about that. Uh, yeah, look to your yeah. look to your left, Phil. There's something shiny there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the oh. shiny distraction principle. Yep, yep, yep. Right, it's backwards oh, anyway. It's, I mean, it's backwards it's not, anyway. It's not no, it's it's not backwards. It's only backwards for you. Yeah, you're backwards. Yeah, so I, it's uh, isn't that a description of the last two years? Perhaps, perhaps. I, I mean, <sighs> look, look what I've ended up doing. I'm doing a pre a four night a weekly show with an old Scottish man. I, mean, I don't know what's happened. Yeah. I, I don't know what's I mean, happened. I don't. I think, think you're exactly me. where you should be, man. I think so too. I I I think I think finally I am actually exactly where I'm supposed to be. It's it's taken a while. And what what I what I did before was was fun and it was it helped people, okay. But then I get people in my chat, uh, I I get people in my chat that that say that that just coming and watching these shows has helped them. Uh, we have a woman that comes to the show. She's in the audience tonight, actually. Her name is Lisa. She's got cancer. Her dad died of COVID. Her mum was fucking tormented and tortured by the system in and out of care homes and mental health units until she passed away. And she says just to let her, because I used to have a phone line on the show and you should let people call in and vent. Um, and just to let her call in and vent and talk to somebody, apparently it, it, it helped. So, you know, I, I'll, I'll always be appreciative of people that say that. Shalini says she has a request. So please tell us what the request is, Shalini. Request? Yes. Oh, can we have a Sing Song Friday soon? See, oh, that's tricky. See, that is tricky at the moment. That is tricky. <laughs> so, and the short answer, Shalini, is no. Yeah. But maybe maybe after April. Maybe in May. Or, is this like a recurring thing? Well, so, so it got to the point where I was so sick of being negative on my shows that on a Friday, we just do a live stream where I debase myself, sing some songs, take the piss out of myself, just bring everybody up. To, to make everybody smile. Good mental health Friday. I haven't done it for ages. Um, you could do a short one, I suppose. I could do one at like 7pm, perhaps. Um, yeah, yeah. But I couldn't do one at the normal time of 8. Um, and uh, not at the moment, anyway. So, <sighs> I know you miss those, Shalini. I know you miss those. I, I tell you what. It's I, worth waiting for. I t I, no, no. She's waited over a month. I'll do the Boris song. You've got to break something out for her. My God. Just for you, oh. Shalini. Just for you. Oh, my God. Is, is, is Adam's guy's coming. What? Have you seen the chat? Adam's uh. guy is coming. The, the rogue trader's going to come and demand 180 quid off him. I wish I could get out to where you were. I don't even know where he is. It's in tune. Does he not live somewhere in like, Somerset? In the of England. Oh, Somerset. I don't know where that is. Right. I'll All be right. back. 
Uh, you're using my musical interlude to, to fuck off, are you? Yeah, I am. I'll use it as cover. It's a taxful fuck off. Yeah, I, th I think so. R all right, this one's just for you, Shalini, because it's been over a month. I'll, I'll sing you the, the, the funny Boris song. When Boris Johnson addressed the nation. This is that tune. He said you must stay home. Lockdown cower in fear for three weeks, which became two years. And I said, fuck you, Boris. You can shove your lockdown up your It's time to go. And I said, fuck you, Javid. You can shove your lockdown up your asshole. And fuck you, Valence. can shove your conferences up your asshole and fuck you Ferguson fuck you witty shove your pseudoscience up your I know, right? And that's uh, that's why I said the other day. In, uh, no, you weren't at last week's meeting, were you? I mean, we don't have meetings. I don't but, know what you're talking about. No, uh, but but that's why I offered to write a comedy song. I offered to write a comedy song, um, because I can do that. I'm pretty good at that. That's 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 also my wheelhouse is writing comedy songs. I'm good at that. You got some pipes on you, man. I'm impressed. I didn't know you had that in you. Oh, I'm a singer. People, there's a, there's a lot that people don't know about me, but yes, I, I am a singer. He's back, look, he's back. This is why we should have these chats. Yeah, this is why we should have these chats. But um, yes, you're very, very welcome, Shalini. I know you've been waiting for me to do that for at least a month. So you're, I think the last time I did it was around Christmas, actually. So, I, I, and like I say, <laughs> Adam says, Ben inspires us all to create such wonderful music. You, you, you know who Adam is. Right, you should hear some of his songs. Some of his songs are just one of them's called "Granddad's Got COVID." Um, it's pretty. It's pretty good. Uh, Shalini says we did. We did sing that song outside Boris Johnson's house. We did. We sung that outside number ten. A bunch of us did together. <laughs> That's good Our fun. House. What? Our house. 
that Boris is living in. It's not his house, it's our house. I was about to start doing our house for you there. Uh, Matt, yeah, you? Father wears his Sunday best. <clears throat> and yes, it is our house in the middle of our fucking street. That's absolutely right. It is. Right. Yep. He's squatting. Fucking bastard. Right, you two have a chat for a minute. I'm having a smoke and a relax. Guy and him. Oh, Where do you want to start, right. John? No. Um, Come on, John. You can do it. How do you? I know. How do you like? Um, how do you like your media um, life? Fucking hate it. No, seriously. Well, what you mean? Um, what we've been generally. doing? Or... No, I mean, I mean, generally before before the um, <laughs> before the shift, shall we say? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's it's what I always wanted to do. So I suppose in that sense, like I was fairly lucky that I got to yeah. get paid to do something I, I always wanted to do. Like I felt compelled that that was what I enjoyed doing. And um, before I was doing it professionally, I was doing it anyway. You know, I was yeah. having a video camera out, dicking around with friends when I was in school. You know, like any, any excuse to pick up a camera and go and edit something. That was just yeah what <clears throat> what I would go and do. So I felt your compelled editing to do it and... is just. It's just oh, thanks, so what oh. so what's um what's your forty? What what part do you enjoy the best? Um to kind of do both. I suppose we came into the industry at a time when everything was sort of democratized a bit because pre two thousand eight-ish, everything, you know, you had the digital video was around, but it was yeah. all D D V and there was a very clear distinction between what was digital and what was film but obviously film was completely yep. unaffordable to most people once once dslr video come in with the what canon 5d mark ii fucking geek yeah. out on you for a second in like about that time frame 2008 ish it sort of changed what was possible on a budget um on the video side of things and i was lucky enough to come in i did a couple of years on dv tapes Believe it or not, before SD cards and stuff, you used to have to capture video in real time before you could start editing it. I, oh, I remember yeah, that. So I'm, I'm I, that old. I, 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 I remember that as well. See, you can't, you can't fucking keep him out of conversation, can you? He says he's going to have a fag and relax. I'm finished. Don't fucking nip, 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 nip. Well, you John, weren't you finished be, halfway through. You should be <laughs> a compliment. He just thought it was that interesting. He couldn't keep that up. Fuck it. Fuck it. <laughs> Took the ball and ran with it and came out with something really do you know what? interesting. Do you know what? There you go. Just so how do, you, do, you, do you like, like non-linear editing then? With the, and especially with being digital because it's so fast now, isn't it? Compared yeah. To... And, and it's good. Yeah. It's No complaints. It's, it's exactly yeah. like Ben said, I feel like I'd, this is one thing that I feel you know i can comfortably say i do to a reasonable standard i do fairly well and i like doing it so i feel like yeah. i'm kind of where i want to be or where i should be <clears throat> which which software do you use for your editing uh i'm fully adobe at the minute but um right. okay. sometimes reluctantly because they do piss me off you know mm, you have those yeah. intermittent crashes in premiere and stuff that they're, they're not cheap are they they're not cheap either no but i mean yeah. I, I use enough of their software on a regular basis that is somewhat justified, but they, it's crazy expensive. And since they switched uh, like, to the cloud and you have to do this monthly yeah. or annual thing, it's it's a lot. Yeah, I, 
I used to use Adobe, but I switched. I switched to Resolve um, about. I've had a few, yeah, quite a few people have made that about, switch. And so I'm, I'm coming back in here. Back. I fucking hate DaVinci Resolve. There we go. I love it. I don't I like it. it at all. I think it's brilliant. I don't like and it. At you all. just need to get. You just need to be used to it. Yeah, it's like everything you like, but you're used to. The thing is, I don't actually like editing on computer. I actually, I actually like the the mobile application of uh, PowerDirector that that they, that they make. Yeah. I pay annually for it, but I think it's it's a good enough bit of kit, and it makes videos look and sound good enough that that I'm happy with the quality. I mean, they're nothing like what you put out. They're nothing like, and I, I understand that. But then I'm just a guy dicking around with a camera. I'm where you were 20 years ago. You know, I'm I, that that's where I am. What? Well, I mean, well, in, the, in, <laughs> in grade school. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, to, to an extent, I hear what you're saying, but like we do different things. Like, we, you're right, yeah. we'll do that, but you know, we don't put that stuff out regularly. You know, I look at no, you like work on your what, stuff. But no, like what people like you and Willsey and and others, you know, there's there's a lot of people that show up to these things consistently and are regularly churning out content, which is something that you know we don't do. And yeah. I think that is really, you know, it's yeah. But really when important. you churn something out, it is, it is something, it is something to look at. I mean, that that yeah, lorry video you think, is just. But if you think about it, Ben, it's like, it's, I mean, what Phil's Phil's like, um, he's like James Cameron putting out a movie, right? And and we're like, I'm still you know, waiting for Avatar two. <laughs> I wouldn't hold your breath. I don't think it'll be any good. But no, it won't. but we're like we're we're like the guys that do adverts, you know, for for the the mattress king. Yeah, you know, because we're putting our stuff out every. In fact, we're putting out our stuff now multiple times a day. Yeah. So we can't afford to. Sp- I, I I mean, I personally can't afford to spend the time it takes to edit that. I That's don't why, edit a thing. Like, yes, re- yeah, it just gets recorded and and we do it in frames on OBS and it's all done live, much yep. like the show is. You know, and it's that's why sometimes things aren't queued up because if things come to us, you know, halfway through the show, I've got to go and fucking look for it, and Ben yeah. has to to that's... waffle while we're doing it. But I think it works. Yeah, I do. That's the but beauty of live different... shows, and exactly. it's it's completely different. But again, like there's 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 room for both things, and there's like a, a need for both things. Yeah, you know, I think exactly. Hopefully, yeah. you know, one complements the other. But well, it's yeah, definitely I like so. I'm yeah. just I'm just saying when you shoot me. Uh, like ultimately you will one day right when you right, sh- in the face. when you when you when you uh, just just get my good side can you make, yeah? can you make me look thinner <laughs> <laughs> just get me good side that's all i'm saying get me good side um i'm a, I'm a cinematographer not a fucking medical mirror <laughs> <laughs> all right here's a conundrum here's a conundrum so you like to be behind the camera. And yeah, without saying much, we are going to be shooting something together, right? News to me. But due to the nature of what we are going to be shooting, at some point you're going to have to step in front of the camera. Are you not? I, I think so, yeah. And, well, yeah. Uh, how do you feel about, <laughs> How do you feel about that? You you're gonna step in front of the camera in one of your own videos. Yeah, I mean, what does that say? Well, is it... I, I never felt like we were building the platform for ourselves, really. You know, I think that's 
think very we've not really appeared in much of our own stuff either but at the same time i feel like we've got a lot to say but i i think i've never been um that great of a communicator like and i've never been a great speaker and i've been a great public speaker and i think that's maybe partly the reason why i felt compelled to go into video because it's, it's a means of expressing mm -hmm. yourself that's almost beyond yeah, words yeah. that makes sense so that's yep. perhaps maybe why i gravitated towards that so um yeah i don't know i'll, I'll give it a go and if it's shit i'll edit it out well you've there just you spent the last two hours <laughs> well, so far you spent the last two hours live on camera talking so yeah yeah so you can do it and i, and I will say this i i i think you you seem quite comfortable so in the right company well yeah i mean this is I, that's, I, our, that's our job isn't it We'll, we'll make you feel at ease. Well, yeah, because because if if we don't, then you. I remember the first live shows that I did. Right, the first time I did because because I used to have a tiny little shed. It was a six foot by six foot by three foot shed, and I was taller than it. And I am not a tall man, right? And uh, it was the show was called Revolution from a Shed, and <laughs> I. I used to be so wooden. I would sit there going, um, 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 hi there. How, how are you all doing? I'm so nervous and stuff like that. And now it's just, I think, I think it's because of John. I think it's because of John that, that I have, I have eased into really? it. Well, yeah. Cause I think we work well together. I think we work better together yeah, than I do alone. Um, but it, it, it just comes with experience, I guess. Uh, you say you can count on one hand how many interviews you've done. So who else have you interviewed with and, um, and how did you feel? Was it, was it pre-scripted questions and things like that? No, never. I mean, it was pretty much it's people that we wanted to speak to. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think now. Um, we did one with iconic so you know gareth but that was sort of almost like i felt like he was returning the favor because we <laughs> we'd interviewed him and then he had us on right now he's coming on here in a few weeks yeah yeah mm -hmm. so, opportunity to plug there yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh it's a couple of other people um fanos in australia he's got a podcast over there he's an activist that we really like and we speak to quite a lot um he wanted us to come on but beyond that i mean there's this there's a woman called Mariana Spring that asked to do an interview with us about She five... actually <laughs> asked to interview you. Yeah, for yeah. that panorama, man. Like I've I've got the correspondence. She asked like no fewer than five times. And I was like No. I, I, I look back on that correspondence and I think in some ways I probably would have handled it a little bit different. But yeah. I was fairly, you know, so professional. Do you remember the Channel 4 documentary where they pretty much slammed Piers and Ramitz? Yeah, um, yeah. So the producers of that contacted me, because this, this was all happening back when I was big and doing the test centres, right? And I was big on Twitter. And they contacted me and they asked me directly, multiple times, could you please appear in this documentary, right? And I said, here are my conditions. You do not edit what I say. You ask me a question, you allow me to answer it in full, and you broadcast the answer in full. And they said, no, thanks. What does that say? What does that tell you? Yeah, that was pretty much yeah. the same way our discussion went, where I just, you know, I pretty much told them that I have zero faith based on the way you've reported on things so far. Yeah. Um, in your editorial practices, I don't trust you to walk away with an interview and edit it however you like. Yeah. It has to go out um as is or it doesn't go out and yeah they couldn't 
they couldn't give me that assurance and if they can't give you that assurance then in my view they are they are deceptive they're being deceptive they're trying to do a hit piece on you and well i mean one thing that we've we've done because you know obviously i do appreciate you know you're putting out a 20 minute or a half an hour show to an extent things have to be cut down it can't be yeah as long as it is in real time but a way that we've um done that you know particularly with more recent interviews is we at least give people um the courtesy of saying look don't sign a, a release form like don't sign off on anything until you've seen an edit sign off on the edit yeah yeah but that's which good. isn't is it actually done in the industry believe it or not like normally you'd sign off like on the day you sign off on the footage and they go away and edit it and do it however they like but that yeah. that just as a means of courtesy to people and i think that has been a really good trust building exercise for people that we've interviewed um to to know that and to stand by that so that we've assumed all the cost of going to go and shoot an interview with somebody do all of that and they could still like the last hurdle see an edit and think nah fuck that that's not going out yeah yeah and thankfully that's yeah. not happened but again what does that tell you yeah well it's it, it's uh, here he goes there he goes <laughs> i doorstepped david coulthard and yeah. he gave me an interview that was, I thought it was quite good. Look look how much look look at the colour of your hair in that picture, John. Yeah, do you know how long ago that was? Well, it's it's certainly a while. Be f <laughs> no, it wasn't that. That was only four years ago. Oh, you've aged terribly. I fucking have. <laughs> I have aged terribly, mate. I, I think all, I think all You're of us have wrong. aged terribly actually over all of this. You aren't wrong. Fucking Look no, at the state yeah. of me. I put on about three stone. Well, believe it or not, I'm only 21 years old. So, you know. Wait, I noticed my profile picture when I turned my camera off. I look about 11. I'm 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 not I'm not I'm not 21. <laughs> I didn't realize that was you. <laughs> no, in a former life. Yeah, no, I'm well, not. Yeah. I'm not 21. I'm 32. I'm married. I've got kids, and ultimately, it's my kids are the reason why I stepped up, because they yeah. were they were suffering, they were being abused uh, more so than me, you, or anybody else. I'm going to put my kids ahead of absolutely everybody, and I could see. We can go back to what we were talking about right at the beginning. I could see the financial collapse coming, and I know what it means for them. And I know what it means for their life and how much they're going to struggle. I mean, I'm not on the property ladder. For, like, fuck are they ever going to get on the property ladder at this rate? But they're not even going to have the most basic of a decent of a decent life if 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 something doesn't give. And I think we passed the point of no return, in my view, about two and a half weeks into the first lockdown. Because the money that was being pumped out was just insane. It was just yep. insane there and was um sorry go on <clears throat> where's the money coming to from to pay it back and this is what i kept asking as well it's i'm looking at my children and i'm going it's them it's them that's paying this back and they're, they're not just paying for it financially they're paying for it with a with a lower standard of living going forwards yeah the, i was going to say there's a graph somewhere that you can look up of um that was graphing how much us dollar is in circulation yeah and at some point in 2020, it becomes a vertical line. Yeah. And they stopped yeah, graphing it. Yeah. Because yeah. there's more there's more money in and what people... than there's ever, ever been. Um, but even no... if you added all the years up together. But there's no more wealth in circulation. All it's done is it's caused, it's creating hyperinflation. It's mm -hmm. it, because that's all it can do. Because there is, there is a base value this of your currency. That, this is... but, 
the people is... that are making those decisions, you, you know, you can't say that the Chancellor of the Exchequer and the people that are in charge of making those decisions aren't aware of, course of they the are. consequences of those decisions. Of course they and are. And so, therefore, it's a controlled demolition I agree. of the economy. But they know exactly a... what they're doing. They need, they need this war. They, that, that's why I think that's why they're pushing so hard for some kind of involvement that's going to involve NATO because they need they need a war to wipe the, this the out. The war is going to be used to justify the mm -hmm. economic fallout of the mm -hmm. pandemic. Like I definitely, yeah. I definitely believe that. I mean, you're already yeah. seeing it, right? You're already seeing Brandon. Uh, the reason that the, your, your your petrol's so high, high, it's corn pop. No, no, it's not corn pop. It's Putin. It's Putin. Um, and it's not Putin. It's your fucking relief checks and 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 everything that you've been pumping into the system for the last two years, Brandon. You know, it's... and it's profiteering by the energy companies. Yeah, of course, absolutely. Money as they possibly can at the moment because they know it's all going to come to an end. I, I, but but listen, this is a point that I've I, I've been ha harping on about for the past few weeks. Our government right now has the power to cap the energy companies at like a three percent price hike. They have the power to yeah. go in and do that today. They're not doing it. And the reason no, no. they're not doing it is because they know that, like you said, it's a controlled demolition. It's transfer of wealth. It has been a transfer of wealth for the last two years. And that's the only way that I've looked at this is as a transfer of wealth. Because when you actually look at it from a public health perspective, uh, when you actually read the documents, when you let, let's take masks, for example, we know they don't work. You know, they don't work. I know they don't work. That we had 40, 40, 40 peer reviewed studies that said that fabric face coverings in a public setting did absolutely sod all and in fact many of those studies said it could make any outbreak worse they exist they still exist now they existed before this and what we are supposed to do is just disregard all of this pretty much settled science and say that doesn't work uh, that's that's not mm -hmm. true and then they produce absolutely fuck all evidence that they do work and we're supposed to just go yep science has changed and and they got they're doing it again in america now now they're they're, they're re releasing all of the mask mandates they're going oh, science oh, has at, changed they don't look, work anymore look what the bastard son's just done that's uh that's uh look. that's nicholas sturgeon to the uninitiated yeah. so so the bastard son has just um she's just said that the kids will have to wear masks when they go back after easter yeah. Why? 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 Oh, well, they don't fucking work because Scotland's got a higher transmission rate than any of the, or whatever they call it, you know. Scot There's more people in Scotland testing positive than there is in any other part of the UK. There's more people in Scotland testing. Yeah. It's not there. Well, probably, mm. yeah. Stopped, well, if they'd stop fucking testing, then there wouldn't there would never have been a pandemic in the first place. I saw that. Uh, that I mean, that, it's the first time ever that people have tested for the cold. Yeah. It's just crazy. Yeah. The absurdity of it. It's, you know, when, when would you ever, before 2020, just, you know, wake up and think, I feel perfectly healthy today. I'm going to go and get tested for AIDS. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, if you'd had unprotected sex with someone you suspect might have AIDS, like the night before, perhaps that'd be a good idea. But, um, well, it wouldn't really, because you need three months, don't you? Well, well, perhaps, <laughs> you know. 
<laughs> and by that point, you're like, oh, fuck it. If I've got it, I've got it. By that point, you're going, I've, I've lost about four stone. I don't really know why. And then, yeah. <laughs> then you're going, uh, <laughs> I don't really want to know. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, th- th- there's a whole rabbit hole you can go down with AIDS as well. Uh, let's not go down that right now, though, John. Let's let's not no, let's not go down that rabbit hole right now. I go down the AIDS hole. <laughs> Fuck's sake! <laughs> did you see the speaking of a holes? Did you see Dan Andrews at the theatre with? I assume it's his wife. <laughs> no. Did you see him? No. no. Fucking hell! It he was took a it. selfie of himself sitting in the theatre with a mask on, and his wife sitting. He's sitting behind his wife with a mask, and she's got a mask on as well. I thought, what a fucking arsehole. We're, we're keeping everybody safe. He had the audacity. He had the audacity to call it date night. Here's, here's the thing about masks, right? So, like, what happened to... Do you remember what we did in pre-2020? If if you needed a sneeze in public, what would you do? <coughs> or, or a bit of tissue. sneeze into a yeah. tissue, throw it away. And or then in, sneeze into your hand or rubber. Right? In 2020, it was, we don't trust you not to catch your own sneeze in a tissue and throw it away. We're going to put yeah. a permanent tissue on your face. Yeah. That's why it's a face nappy, right? Like, we yeah. don't trust yeah. you not to sneeze at people. You know, like, that's that's literally what we're being told. And then what you should do is sneeze into this face nappy and then just wear the sneeze. Wear the yeah. sneeze. <laughs> I I've and, seen people I've seen people take their face nappy down to not only sneeze too. but to cough. Yeah, you know why? Because people don't want that shit on their face. Exactly, exactly. But has it has it really been that big of an issue that no. if anybody sneezed at me, yeah, come on, who does that? Do you remember? That, what, that's that's the level like, being spoken it's to. Like, it's really like right. when they tried to teach us how to wash our handies as well. <laughs> yeah, twenty seconds. Twenty seconds. <laughs> what was the song? You had to sing a song as well. I don't remember the song. Your handies. I don't remember. Yeah, there was the a song. song for the handies. I don't remember the song. Oh come on, chat room. What was the song for the handies? Adam, they do still have mobile test fans. Yes, they do. Uh, they they turn up every but I think they're about to stop. Happy birthday! That was that. You were to wash your hands to happy birthday, guys. We that are. my mind the other day. Sorry, Ben. Go on. We are one um... hour and forty four minutes away from the automatic lapsing of the coronavirus act in England. We are one hour and forty four minutes away from it lapsing in this country, and so I far, I have seen no efforts to renew it. So at the yeah, time of, of the recording, reasons... it may well lapse in an hour and three quarters. So, right. So so if, um, regardless of Wales having extended theirs, six surely months, theirs is built. Surely theirs is built on the on the. I believe it's the exact same yeah. legislation. Yeah. But... Yeah. So if if the if the legislation lapses in England, does that not mean the regional le- legislation? is not is no longer valid i'm not sure i'm i'm not sure because of the devolved administrations but i know that if it lapses in england that's all i fucking care about because i'm in england (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, and then then what happens like surely they need to there needs to be a case made if they ever want to bring it back, right? Like, well, yeah, and, and I, I, I think a compelling argument for the fact that they probably will let it lapse is we are being told that, that free tests end this, this coming week. 
Three tests are over. No money left. Well, hey, did you see what America... Well, I'm fucking giving away somebody's stuff now, but did you see what America have said? No. They've no money left to pay for the fourth jab. Nah. Brilliant. They can't afford the fourth jab. I'm I'm not sure so they're, if that's they're true. Gonna, they're going to they're going to end their stuff as well then because they've been in like skint. trillions of dollars of debt for yeah. some time. Oh yeah, I know, I know. I I, but I think we, so, we we live on well, a diet of debt. Money money is literally an illusion. It doesn't it's not real. It means it's got to the point that it means absolutely nothing. It certainly means nothing for me anymore. I tell you what, uh, let, let, let me I interject. Need some to, to yeah. buy petrol and stuff. Well, I was going to say, actually, it means something to me because my washing machine broke today and I don't have the money to replace it. So it means something to me in that respect. So if you want to go to patreon.com yeah. forward slash chasing descent and become a patron so that I can wash my clothes, please do. Please do. But, Hashtag wash Ben's clothes. Wash Ben's clothes. And, and if you go to Patreon, I'll put up more hot pictures of myself. To be fair, this t-shirt is a brand new t- Yeah, that is John. That is John. <laughs> Damn, man. What yeah. happened? I don't know. <laughs> Thank, thanks, Phil. <laughs> Time was not kind. <laughs> gravity, is a, gravity is a cruel mistress. Oh, oh believe yeah, me. That was, that was me at 21. I'm going to be looking back in uh, when when I'm your age at, at photos of me looking this good, and I'm just going to go, "What the fuck happened?" I know, I know oh, it, no. and and I've seen how the men in my family go because my father and my grandfather both ended up looking like Master Fucking Yoda. So I think that's where I'm <laughs> heading up. So uh, I, I see my dad, and I'm like, "Oh, drink beer, I must." <laughs> it's just. It's just... <laughs> oh, but Vod's on straight away, hasn't he? I knew Ben was wearing yesterday's t-shirt. This was that, brand that new for me today. <laughs> brand new. This was a gift. He's a, a shit-staring bastard. This, this, this t-shirt here, I've been looking after a friend's dogs for seven fucking days, right? They went home today, and all I got in response was this awesome t-shirt. It's a t-shirt. And, it John, it was an Avengers one, but made up of loads of different logos. Oh, right. But, John, this, this is a large. Uh-huh. Yeah, I used to be in double XL. I used to be twenty-three stone nine fill, um, and then I lost ten stone, and then I put a load of weight back on, and now I'm dropping back down. Me, me and John are on. Basically, we are trying I'm to. to be on a diet. We are trying to egg each week. other on to lose weight, so that when we get in front of your camera. We don't look <laughs> that's that's basically what we're doing. I'm gonna in fact I think I'm just gonna fast. After tomorrow night, I think I'm just going to fast. Well, I've moved out of the extra large and I'm into the large, so there I was thinking John was just keen, you know, keen to know the dates, but now it makes sense. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How much longer have I got? We yeah. have we have a goal. We have a goal. About a month. <laughs> Yeah, it should be a good day. Well, yeah yeah, 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 it should, it should indeed. Um, uh, we'll have a chat about that tomorrow. I, I was going to um, say, um, on oh. going back to money really quick. Um, you know, what, it's it means nothing, but it, it kind of really does. Well, yeah. It, it, what, it, what was that? What was that then? Something just fly past you? No, saw, no, you saw nothing. Flying snake. Oh, oh, it's it's flying it's, snake. You saw because apps. if you if you if you can imagine <clears throat> the first lockdown. In the absence of the furlough scheme, there's like riots by week two. Yeah. 
Nobody's staying in their house. Nobody's yeah, well, complaining. See, Nobody's doing anything. See, that was me because <clears throat> I was a I was a contractor, and the contracts all stopped. Boom. But it was bread and, and circuses, wasn't get, it? I couldn't get I couldn't get work anywhere. It was it was it was, yeah. it was and, bread and, of course and circuses. I was entitled. Yeah. Yeah, but I was entitled to absolutely nothing because yeah. I was, you know, basically yeah. self-employed. But you did he own got two... absolutely decimated by it. Well, well he also oh. owned two gyms, and now he only owns one because of what happened. He got he got absolutely I owned, ruined. I owned an IT company, two gyms, and now I have one gym that is hanging on by its fingernails. And that's that's the fault of Nicola Sturgeon. That's it's not the fault of of yeah. SARS-CoV two. It's the fault of Nicola Sturgeon, and it's the all fault of this of... stuff. It's the fault of policy, mm-hmm. and you know. Yeah. The, the the, mm-hmm. the fact they keep going back to that like oh this pesky virus did this no it didn't no it didn't, no, it didn't. you did <laughs> virus did nothing you did mr politician you it was that. you yeah and they've used that every step of the way as a means to even justify vaccinating children they're saying you know oh we can't afford to let the kids miss any more school like them missing school well, is your fucking <laughs> Yeah, it's it's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, abs- yep. absolutely correct. Yep. I mean, we got the it's we got gaslighting the le- of the highest order. We got the letter through uh, very beginning of last month, actually, because both my kids are in the five to eleven uh, age range, but Dexter got his letter early because he's autistic and therefore classed as somehow more susceptible to a respiratory virus in someone who isn't autistic. That's how the government work, story apparently. <laughs> yep, story checks out completely. Uh, that's 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 the kind of public health policy we are dealing with from these people. If you have autism, you're apparently more susceptible to a respiratory virus than if you don't have autism. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't know of the basics of public health by the looks of it. But, but we got his letter through and I burnt it on camera. I burnt it on camera. Just set it on fire yeah. on camera. So, I, I, the thing is, my kids don't need that, and that's absolutely my decision. And it's they're my children. I have raised them since birth, right? And me and my me and my wife have decided that uh, all the while we are responsible for them, they will not have those injections. However, and there is a however here because we are big believers in freedom, and we are big believers in free choice. If when they are of age or if they have the cognitive capacity to make that decision for themselves, they've looked at the data, uh, the data's not too bad, and they say, okay, I want to go and get it done, I'm I'm not their keeper at that point. And at that point, they can make their own decision or make their own mistakes if need be. And, and this is why uh, this is why you could, there's absolutely no way that the label of anti-vaxxer sticks on us. It doesn't stick on this show because we have always said to people, if you want to go and get 50, of these SARS-CoV-2 injections. Go and fill your fucking boots, right? Go and get as many as you want. We don't give two shits. What we care about is when you start discriminating against people because they haven't had one. Whether or not they've got a medication in their system is none of your fucking business. And it never has been, and it never will be. It's, 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 I'm a prime example of this because I told you earlier on, my, my repeat prescription is 592 pills every month, right? I'm on various medications just to keep myself going. I'm comfortable and happy talking about that. I'm I'm comfortable and happy telling people about that. People ask about my situation. I'm happy to talk about it. But I also have the right 
to not tell you that. I have the right to not tell any of you anything about my situation because it's personal to me. And I think that that same right must be extended to these vaccinations. It must. It must. Sorry. Indeed, it must. Anyway, I think that we're getting towards the closing point of the show. I, 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 what do I, you think? I think we've had a wonderful conversation. I think we have had a very illuminating and interesting conversation, Phil, and I'd like to thank you deeply for attending this, this our little meagre foray into video journalism. Guys, thanks for having me. Been, no, uh, but before we do let him go, and... go, where can they find you? You need to tell them everything. Yes, you can pimp yourself out. This is your pimp yourself out time. Well, no, nothing seems to last because everything just, all our stuff disappears. But <laughs> um, don't look for us on YouTube on that note. But uh, oraclefilms.com or probably tele telegram, t.me forward slash oraclefilms. Yeah. Best place for updates on where you can find our stuff. But guys, thanks a lot. It's been, uh, yeah, it's been nice. So, John. Shit. John. Yep. Try and sell us one more time before yes. we leave the show. Oh. Sell me, baby. Sell me. There he goes. He's got his ticker. Should there you should you find any value in the stuff that we've given you, then perhaps you may take the time to give us some value back. Get us on patreon.com forward slash chasing descent. You can take any tier you like you can pay as little as one pound a month or you can pay 20 pounds a month one pound a month gets you into every extra show mm -hmm. the top tier when you become a dissenter extraordinaire extraordinaire gets you into the super category of dissent and allows you to enter our free competitions where you can win exotic prizes like the ability to join us on a road trip and buy us lunch. Or buy dinner. us. Buy, you buy us, yes. Remember that. Yeah, yeah you buy us. So yeah, you pay yeah. us and, on and, Patreon yeah, and then you and, buy us lunch when you win the competition. That's how this and works. And then you can make, make coffee as we yeah, drive I'm br I'm bringing, down the road. I'm bringing the Dolce Gusto. So uh, <laughs> I will provide the pods. So you just make the coffee and, and you so serve remember, it to us. Remember. <laughs> Don't give up. Get in there. Make your Patreon donation and become part of this, the Chasing Descent family. And, uh, we I, love I, you all. And I promise you, Chrissy, if you are in the chat tonight and if you're not watching this back, you will get that second button undone on the shirt if you sign up to the top tier. <laughs> well, I, 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 I think he sold us well, to be honest. I, I do. I think he sold us well. Yeah, like a dream. So <laughs> the wet dream. <laughs> John, I have queued up the outro. It is time for you to close the show. Phil, do not hang up the call when we close the show. I will kill the audio. They will watch an outro and we will say our goodbyes then. Cool. Thank right. oh, we've just gone into a bloody advert. Oh what well, they got onto an advert on Twitch. Twitch. They're they're, yeah, they're watching an advert. I'll give it 20 seconds. Give it 20 seconds. Yeah, give it 20 seconds. I mean, they watched that advert. I might make a penny. I might make a penny. It's not guaranteed, but I might. It's only got six seconds to go. I tell you what, with, with so much of a grift, John, 
that we have now made yeah. three cents on three, Rumble. Three cents. Three cents. Three cents on Rumble. Three cents. So with that, one and all, thank you very much for attending our show tonight uh, with Phil from Oracle Films and obviously with myself and Ben, your Chasing Descent hosts. With that, good night from After Dark. Good night, everybody. Thank you, Phil, for joining us, man. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Right. Take away those diamonds out underneath those rocks. A second-hand car and a new pair of socks. I want liberty without conditions. Roll up the carpet from the floor. I don't want to be your prisoner no more. I want liberty without conditions. I want liberty. Take away those drums, they're too loud Give me a guitar and I'll play to the crowd I want liberty without conditions Take away that job, I don't want to work I'll stay at home and play in the dirt I want liberty without conditions I want liberty on my conditions your line I want liberty without conditions work on the docks or down a hole come out at night and pray for your soul I want liberty without conditions I want liberty on my conditions Diamonds out underneath those rocks A second-hand car and a new pair of socks I want liberty without conditions Roll up the carpet from the floor I don't want to be your prisoner no more I want liberty without conditions I want liberty on my Conditions